Welcome to Paradise. Our first campaign, Advantage in Paradise, is a weekly actual play D&D podcast recorded live on Twitch every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the dulcet tones of our dungeon master, Sean O'Donovan, as he guides you through the wondrous world of Aradun. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us again for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, welcome to Advantage in Paradise, where we play uh, Dungeons and Dragons actual play live stream. Um, this is our fifth session, our fifth episode. Thank you for sticking with us or joining us new. Um, we are going to jump right into it. Uh, Audio today tonight is brought to you by a combination of tabletop audio and Sirenscape. So please enjoy that. Um, but let's just get right into it, guys. Okay. All right. Last we met, our band of travelers investigated the Temple Hall of the Circle of Ash Druidic Order. Searching these dark halls for any evidence about the Archdruid Orland's insidious rituals. In doing so, the party split. Well, split from Wiswick. Through the storage and kitchen space, a locked passage led down to what appeared to be a magical darkness. The sigil stone held by Curon allowed him safe passage through the darkness. With his comrades, they chose to push through to discover another locked door with a small barred window where they could see small forms, humanoid forms shifting back and forth uh, on the other side. It was not long before these forms noticed them and viciously came running at the door to reveal themselves to be the, the undead, fungally infected forms of the uh, druids who once populated this hall. This... Uh, <clears throat> This frightening visage uh, truly uh, shook them to their core, save Huron, who stepped closer to investigate to find exactly the nature of these creatures. They seemed like a new form of undeath that he had not seen before. Seeing as they were, for the moment, safe, they decided to retreat back upstairs and eventually tell the authorities of the fungus zombies in the basement. They decided instead to come upstairs, and some of them searched for their party member, Wiswick, who had been upstairs where he had found uh, the Archdruid Orland's personal quarters and some evidence of his experiments, not after being electrified by some of the uh, magically warded doors in uh, Archdruid Orland's uh, home or uh, quarters. Within this space, Wiswick found a strange fungal plant growing within a terrarium to scuttle, growing within a terrarium. As the party joined him, they began searching the, the quarters more heavily, and they found all manner of trinkets, a silver magical bell, the key to unlock uh, a journal that Kiran had found downstairs, and other, uh, other trinkets. While up there, <clears throat> Wiswick and Scarlet decided that they would destroy some of the evidence of the Archdroid's experiments, burning much of his uh, reagents and uh, 
herbalist supplies on his um, experimental table. Um, the party then began to retreat back down the stairs, but our friend Timber decided to stay up in the room. Scarlet and him had a little exchange trying to get him to come with her, but he decided he wanted to stay. And staying, he witnessed the two guards come in and find uh, an additional area that the party did not, where they found an altar with several trinkets upon it. They later took those trinkets with them, and Timber himself decided to investigate this altar. He found much of it had been scraped away, but he could see that it was perfectly aligned with a window to allow the sun to hit it just right to provide uh, light at this hour. Rejoining one another downstairs, Cal had noticed <clears throat> as the party was searching upstairs, uh, he witnessed a half-elven woman, dark bronze skin, a shaven head, and wearing the acolyte garb of the Circle of the Ash being carried out of the temple by some of the guards. Um, they told him that she was kept in the prison down below. Though she seemed to be a member of the order, she was not being treated very well at this time. She was being brought back to the barracks uh, for further questioning to see exactly what happened to her. When the temple, when the group, when the group rejoined one another in the, in the main hall of the temple hall, Curon uh, and Wiswick took one last trip trip down into the basements to observe where the druid woman was being held. It is there that they found several carvings on the walls referencing uh, gnawing, biting. Pallid King, several different things that were relevant to Huron. Uh, uh, they also found uh, two books that had been laid, laid there. One was the history of the Circle of Ash, and the other a book in mixed languages, some common, some a harsh language incomprehensible to the group um, that was about to be Pallid King. Next, the group uh, decided at this point that they uh, needed to move on and they began walking into the city. They decided they needed to get rid of this fungal plant that uh, Wiswick had found. Currently, it was disguised as they left as a stuffed owl bear uh, to keep the guards from seeing them walking out with uh, one of the Archdruid's uh, experimental plants. When they got it outside, they found an alleyway where they Began a controlled burn of it, hoping that no one had eyes on them at this point. At this same time, Curon had decided that he needed to speak with this art, this druid woman immediately, and began charging towards the, the barracks where he knew she was being held. Much to the uh, duress of Cal, who all he wanted to do was go to the supposed feast that was going to be had this evening in honor of your victory. He chased after Kiron and was split, unsure of what to do in the middle of the courtyard between Kiron, who completely ignored his forewarnings and charged forward, heading straight towards the two guards at the front of the barracks and returning and returning to his, Cal was unsure if he should follow Kiron or return to his friends who were burning the fungus plant in the alley at the time. And that's where we ended our last session. That's where we'll pick up today. So, uh, 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 I'm torn. Um, <laughs> sorry to cut you off, Sean. I wanted that in. Did you do say anything else? 
No, you can you can jump right in. Uh, 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 how far back uh, are the people that the fungus plant burners? Uh, I'd say they're um, they're at least uh, so like you're at least fifty feet away from the um, the where the uh, the edge of the courtyard you're in right now, and they're about probably like twenty feet inside in one of the alleyways. Okay. Um, I'm gonna. I think I'm just gonna follow Kieran. I'm gonna be like, ah, well, all right, buddy. Like I'm with you on this one, but let's let's handle this quickly then. I guess. Kieran, you're walking directly towards the front of the um, the barracks, where you do see two guards, sort of in that same position you've seen them before on the two edges of the uh, the tall towers on the edge. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything you want to do as you approach them? Because they do, they have taken notice of you. They're not coming forward aggressively, but they are sort of standing at attention at this point. Uh, Kieran would raise like a hand, like in a type of like greeting gesture. Excuse me, gentlemen, a young druidess was brought here from the archdruids, uh, or from the druids long hall. I'd very much like to speak with her if it's available. May I enter the barrack? Not really s slowing down, but not really stopping. Yeah, sort of walking as they sort of come close to you. You're sort of like continuing up the steps while saying these things sort of in a polite way. Um, I'm, uh, I'm right behind him. I'm with him. So the guards look to, to each of you, and, they, and they've seen you before. They know, you know, they know that you've worked with the, uh, the captain at this point. Um, you see one of them, he's a, a younger man, um, clean-shaven, bright blue eyes. Uh, uh, so we were waiting for the captain to return. Is, is the conflict over entirely? It is. I believe they're just cleaning things up now. While they take care of that, I would very much like to speak with this woman. I believe she can help us solve many a mystery at Well, they, they brought her in not too long ago. Um, she looked real bad. Right. Where do they bring her? Uh, I, I thought they were going to bring her to the... Or to the brig, but, uh, prison. But it seems they brought her up to one of the dormitories to be seen by one of the medics. Very good, then. I'll just go see her now. And Kiran moves to the door to walk. Wait, wait, do you have permission of the captain to speak with this prisoner? I believe so. One, yes. What was that? Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> Kiran is now, like, hand on the door, if possible, like, just walking in. I'd like you to give me, uh, yeah. your choice between a Persuasion check yeah. and a um, intimidation check. Just sort of a, uh, and not like intimidation, like I'm scaring you, but intimidation like confidence, like overconfident, uh, having two, more confidence than uh, they can handle. Both, both of us are, are. I would say since you're helping him, either um, each of you or one of you with advantage. Hey, Tim, what's your charisma modifier like? My char is uh, a fat plus one, but I have. Um, I have persuasion as a. You get that advantage. You get that advantage. Thanks, buddy. Uh, let's see. That's uh, it's a fifteen. All right, nice. So the <laughs> so the guard um, the guard uh, looks kind of keep keeping an eye on uh, Kieran, who's now at the door essentially, but sort of like looking back between uh, Cal and Kieran. Oh. <clears throat> 
well, at least at least let my partner here bring you, uh, escort you inside, bring you to the the, uh, the prisoner. Of um, of course, no no need to break protocol for us, you know. Very appreciate. Go with them. Stay, keep stay with them. All right. Carry on. You see his partner steps forward and he uh, walks up the steps to join Kiran and, and opens the door for him and lets him in. Oh my god, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'd like to check back in at the uh, um, the alleyway right now where you are now two of you um, in timber standing around the um, singed husk of this terrarium. You know, the, uh, the glass uh, sort of shattered as it was fell to the ground when you opened it up. The mushroom itself singed, seemingly innocuous now. Just a pile of ash. Timber's gonna give just a, like a stare right at Wiswick. Not not disappointed or angry or anything, just a stare. <laughs> the pup staring at Do you think we got it all? I hope so. Why is it what why what? Are we just going to leave this here? I mean, we did all we could do. I mean, if if it causes any problems, I mean, it could have been a lot worse. That's uh, what, what, why is your dog staring at me like that? I honestly have no idea. Hmm. Did you see where, did you see where the others went? I thought they were right behind us. Huron said something about talking to uh, the druid lady that they had tied up. Uh, uh, he seemed really, like, into it. Like, strangely. Right. I've never seen him so focused on about something before. I suppose we should go figure what that's all about, yeah? I guess, but I mean, we've gone through a lot. I'm kind of pooped. I mean, I, my tummy kind of hurts from last time. I think we should take a nap. I think I think we should too. That that'll be in order, but I don't think we should leave them to it. I think we should be together. All right. Um. Maybe. Yeah. You're right. We should stick together. I've been going off on my own too much lately. But you learn so much. Very resourceful. Mm, well, I mean, I am the greatest wizard of all time. <laughs> that you are. All right. Can we go. Yeah. Let's go find them. Okay, we start walking towards the barracks. Okay, easy enough. I mean, they weren't too far from you. You were you found a fairly hidden alley, but it wasn't too deep into the cluster of um, cluster of uh, shops. And, and, and I mean, it's a fairly simple uh, circular courtyard. Um, you what? When you step out into the courtyard, you don't see them at all. You do see. Over across at the barracks, there is just one guard there left, um, you know. But you know exactly uh, um, what he was going for, as Wiswick said. Um, so, what would you like to do? How would you like to approach? <clears throat> Walk right up. Um, gone. Yeah. Uh, as uh, as we're walking up, uh, I just would like to. <laughs> Think about this. <laughs> um, if the guards that would have taken the book from that altar behind uh, the curtain in that room, um, mm -hmm. would I be able to kind of guess where they would be taking those items? 
Would it be the barracks? Uh, you can give me an insight check for that. Okay. Fine, that's a fucking three. <laughs> uh, I mean, you at the very least would know that the guards are um, are uh, uh, part of the barracks, so it's, it presumably could be a place they bring it, but you're not sure. Okay. Uh, I'd like to keep an eye out for one of the guards that you saw. Yes, that I saw. Alright, well then just give me a general perception check. Okay, yeah, I just meant like as we travel, but uh, I, I just imagine that would yeah. be my passive best perception. I, I can oh, roll for it, too. 15? No, 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 no. No, I'll gladly take your uh, passive perception. Okay, <laughs> it's 15. <laughs> okay. Jeez, this is a good time for me just to get everyone's written down. Um, what's everyone's passive perception? Kieran? 17. Oh, so much. <clears throat> uh, Wizwick? Uh, a solid 10. Nice. Uh, Scarlet? 14. And Cal? That would be around 12. Nice. Alright. <clears throat> Alright, so before... So when you approach the guard, he's just sort of standing there by himself, leaning against the wall, um, having just let Cal and Kiran in. He looks to the rest of that traveling companionship and just sort of you see you see immediately uh, <laughs> greetings adventurers I presume you want to go inside too if it's not too much trouble yes we'd like to rejoin our companions well I'm sure you're not too far behind them so go ahead thank you very much just check in with the guard with them when you get in Will do. Okay, sounds good. Yes. Go, go. <laughs> so, <clears throat> before they get in, and they'll probably join you in about like a minute or so in, inside, Kiran and, um, and Cal, the, uh, you see the familiar courtyard in the center. Um, Kiran, you notice in the courtyard there's two bodies um, underneath... Um, uh, tarps, essentially, or blankets. Um, they've just been laid out in the middle of the courtyard, and you see two guards standing over them. Um, Cal, you don't notice this um, at first. Um, the, uh, <clears throat> it is then that the guard leads you sort of down and around the courtyard and uh, into a side room that leads upstairs. Um, and then, uh, which then leads to a, a room that's similar to the... Uh, the room that you you uh, that you stood in, um, sorry, that you were imprisoned in the uh, the uh, previous time you were here. Um, uh, real quick, while we're walking there, uh, yeah. can I ask the guard? Well, Kieran would be like, "Are those the men that we brought in? The would-be assassin?" Asking the guard that I'm walking with, mm -hmm. motioning to the bodies under. Yeah, and it would be at that point, Cal, that you would notice as well, um, because he gestured to them. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to maintain ignorance of that but uh the guard sort of looks over his shoulder kind of unsure what you're talking about and oh not too sure myself uh we've got a few prisoners here i don't believe 
One of them might be. I know your other, the other one you brought in is uh, still unconscious up in the uh, the medical room where I'm bringing you with the Druidus. Uh, sorry. Um, those poor souls there, I'm not sure. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so he leads you up. Uh, he leads you up. Um, at this point, you guys are about to enter into the medical uh, facility. Um, but I want to check in with everyone else. You all uh, walk in, and when you step inside, um, Timber, you do notice, or you, I, I'm going to say you catch the, the scent of your companions, so Curon and uh, Cal, sort of know generally the path that they uh, they walked. Um, do you also catch the scent of mild rot, like very fresh rot uh, coming from the courtyard? Okay. Um, so just the, you know, right. getting some decay. All right. Well, in that case, I would, I would kind of take charge. I would like follow my nose. Follow your nose. <laughs> uh, so as soon as you all step inside, you see uh, um, you see Timber just starts to sort of. And, and would you like to um, go straight for your companions, or are you trying to look at the other smell? Ooh, I would look for the other smell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Scarlet and Wizwick, you notice Timber just immediately just his nose to the ground. And, and he just goes right, right for the courtyard, um, where uh, when you follow him there, you see uh, there are two guards standing there um, over what looks like two, um, two bodies underneath tarps. Um, what do you want to do? Mm. That's gross. I mean, why why do you take us here? Hey, yes. dog, our friends are back the other way. Um, Come on. Name, Come on, name, boy. His name is Timber. Ignoring. He must, Ignoring. He must <laughs> it's as soon as Timber gets up to the, the bodies that the um, one of the guards is like, oh, oh, get that get that hound away from here. I'm so starts, sorry. Starts I'm so sort sorry. of like swing the base of his spear at you. Not like hit you, but sort of like in that way that someone would like shoe a dog with a broom. Uh, Timber's gonna sit down and look confused at the guy, and try to yeah. be cute. <laughs> I'm gonna run up next to him and just, just. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He's very curious. He didn't mean any harm. Give me a performance check with advantage, because uh, Scarlet's helping you on me. Okay. Cute. <laughs> That's a seventeen. <laughs> right. So you see the guard with the uh, spear is just sort of like, burr, burr. and then you see the other guard kind of steps over, and um, you know, sort of, he, he doesn't have a weapon drawn. He's just sort of, you know, uh, standing there with him, and he comes up, and he bends down, and just starts to just pet you uh, behind the ears. He's like, oh yeah, oh, he is a curious lad. Oh, what's his name? His name is Timber. Timber! Oh, look at him. He's adorable. Little strange that he's searching for dead bodies, but... Uh, yeah, we all have our quirks. Oh, he's scratching you under the chin. He's like, oh, you're looking for the dead ones, aren't you? Oh, boy. 
All right. We'll get them out of here, though. We gotta keep uh, keep these bodies uh, away from others. Uh, Timber's gonna just uh, give <laughs> look at Scarlet like like a disappointing like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Timber. Let's leave them to their jobs. Do we get a look at the bodies, or are they covered? Uh, you can't really see the bodies. You can really only see like you know, like the, the feet sticking out. They they seem to be just pale um, uh, human feet. Oh, but the bodies are completely covered um, from head to ankle with the uh, the tarps. All right, uh, Timber's gonna follow his nose towards our companions. Okay, follow behind him. Yeah, hurry up. I don't feel well. I want to go to this medical doctor. Timber's going to stop and stare at Wizwick. <laughs> <laughs> and then continue. <laughs> what uh, What do we smell like, Timber? Uh, you currently smell like dirt and That's B.O. Um, we were doing a lot of... Yeah, you didn't shower at all. Um, I guess my question was, what are our set... Like, how do you know you're following us? Uh, because I smelled your clothing before, you have a, right. you have a lot of like you you try to hide, hide you try to hide your scents with lots of you smell like mint and fresh herbs. No, it's not like it's a love potion, right? <laughs> yeah, but everybody everybody's got a smell, and he being a never. I'd, I'd imagine I'd imagine that uh, um, uh, cows' silks smell quite fine. Uh, it's maybe maybe somewhat uh, perfumed a little. Yes, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's how I imagine. Vestiges of perfumes. It's inherent in the silk. Not like he sprayed himself. Like Humans or others wouldn't smell this. Only you, because you have your wolf scent, can smell the, the really musty old perfume smells on set cow's silk. Ugh. And this is back uh, in the day. They made perfume out of like adrenal glands of badgers and stuff. Exactly. So it's nice. quite, quite profound. Um, <laughs> and Curon smells like ritualistic incense. Mm. It's just seeped That's in their fair. clothes. So Let's badger adrenaline and ritual and their body odor. Nice. <laughs> to be there fair, you, we were running around and fighting and we haven't had a sleep in a while. I'm pretty sure elves sure. don't sweat. Well, well they, they do, do now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say you do. Maybe no, you don't they're think not real. You do. Anyway, right, well, this sorry, was a productive conversation. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, now that that anyway. timeline is gone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So, <clears throat> easy enough. You'll get there um, a few a few moments after they step inside. You'll know they're in there through through, through the smell. Back to you guys. Um, so, Cal and uh, the the guard opens the door up for you. Um, when you look inside, it, it very much um, looks like exactly what you think an infirmary looks like. Several cots set up. Um, you see some soldiers that were likely from the um, the battle that you were all just in, probably up on the uh, top ramparts. Um, you see um, in the back, though, on either side, you know, the room is very dimly lit by torches, um, except there's like lanterns that are being kept close to patients that are being observed right now. Um, you see on either side, you see one side on your right is the um, assassin you brought in who is sort of like covered in bandages um, and sort of just eyes closed resting there. Um, you know, familiar eyes. You can see the three markings on his, across his lips, but he seems completely unconscious. Um, on the left side, 
far to the back, you see the um, the half-elven woman, dark bronze skin, wearing um, um, yellow, uh, <clears throat> yellow and green uh, sort of wrappings. It's not like a full robe. It's more like several layers of cloth wrapped around and then sort of baggy um, billowing pants. Um, she's no sleeves, head completely shaven, um, very hard to notice pointed ears and uh, the blue tattoo on her head that sort of two lines coming up and then out. I, there, uh, sorry. There is a, um, what appears to be a, um, an older, uh, an older woman tending to, to her sort of wrapping some, some wounds and occasionally checking her, uh, putting a wet rag to her head and squeezing it and, and pre compressing, um, taking care of her. I nudge Kiran and I like motion with my head towards where the bronze woman is. Cause I don't remember if he saw her. Um, I don't think he did. Uh, so I do he that. Did. And then I, I'm going to like, like lean across the door frame, essentially like blocking mm. coming in and let him do his business. Uh, so Kiran marches, um, purposefully strides, which is, mm -hmm. uh, however you will imagine it, across, uh, through the room, straight to the woman bandaging Druidus, and go, hello there, how is she doing? The woman looks up to you, sort of surprised, not expecting anyone to, to come in, um, <clears throat> and just looks up to you and just says, oh, well, uh, she's really dehydrated. Underfed, it's a poor thing. Must have been starved down there. She has several bruises. Must have tortured her a little. But she's stable. Don't know when she'll wake, but we're taking care of her. She's not spoken since she's arrived, not woken at all. No, she came to us unconscious. We've, we've done our best to make her bring her fever down. Try to tend to her wounds. She's not woken. Um, meta question. Mm -hmm. if, would, if I cast Cure Wounds on her, that would heal her health. Now, would that necessarily, like, make, like, play, like, would that bring her back? Or, like, would that awaken her at all? Would that just feel better? Is that something that, like, heals dehydration and hunger or is it just physical wounds that it would work so mechanic wise it doesn't get rid of exhaustion um which okay. is what would be causing these sorts of feelings right. but you know you're not sure what it would do if it would wake her or not you could certainly try yep so kiran will uh reach a hand out placing it over her and uh, cast uh cure wounds i guess technically i'm a toucher so he like put his hand on her forehead, palm over her face, and cast cure wounds. Uh, you know, fuck it. Let's do it at second uh, level, because we all about bringing our possible informants to life. You got spell slots for that? Oh yeah, <laughs> I've got one more slot. I'm I'm really hoping we're gonna rest soon. If not. I will just be detriment party. <laughs> Same here, buddy. Spare, spare the dying! Spare the dying! Spare the dying! I, on the other hand, am useful at pretty much all, all times. 
from like the <laughs> uh, nine points of healing. Okay. So the woman across from you sort of uh, watches curiously as you begin to perform this this spell. Um, her eyes go wide as the light illuminates beneath your palms, the moonlight, twilight energy um, entering into the body of the um, half-elven woman. You can see on her arms, bruising begins to fade away and sort of her, uh, her skin becomes uh, less... Um, pale and more full and the blood is actually coming to her body and you see for a moment her eyes are still closed nothing no movement but then she's awake but she seems completely confused and she's sort of um easy there easy do you have water let's let's sit her up a little Kiran would reach to like help sit her up, propping up mm -hmm. some pillows. Yep, easy enough to do. The the uh, the woman immediately sort of responding to your authority here helps you bring her up and push the uh, the pillows up to, and then immediately rushes off for um, for pitcher water. Uh, comes back easily enough and pours just pouring a cup and sort of hands it to you to to help her. So Kiran would you know, as one does try to help the druidess drink, you know, tipping your head back slowly, just a little at a time. And she's very panicky, but like, she begins to like, drink heavily, deeply, deep draughts of the water. She's clearly dehydrated, and she begins to cough a little. <coughs> right, at which point, Kiran is like, easy there, not too much at Easy. I hear you've been locked up for a very long time. Okay. What am I? You're in the barracks. The uh, circle of the market. I still haven't quite figured out this town. <laughs> what happened? Um, what happened? Under the Lord, I forget his name now. Um, just a quick note: personality flaw is that Kieran doesn't remember names. I wrote it in after I realized that I'm terrible at remembering names. <laughs> Harrison, <laughs> Cal shouts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, under uh. We joined Lord Harrison as we stormed. Well, I don't know if storms. We took down the Archdruid, um, defeating some kind of construct. Uh, while we searched the long hall, we found you in one of the dungeons, uh, as well as some mushroom zombies. Cal said, or uh, Kieran says, remembering Fungus walkers, Cal. Perhaps. Huh? F fung fungus zombies, it's fine. Oh, fungus zombies, that's what it was. Cal continues um, to just sit languidly at the, <laughs> the door frame. Um, you see she's sort of... And she leans her head back, closes her eyes, like, really trying to take it all in and, and remember the last thing she can remember. The Archdroid. Is, is he dead? Um, turning back to Cal. No, I believe he's still. Yes, no, he's a. I'm sure he's being held by Lord. Whatever his name is. Harrison. Harrison. Um, in good <clears throat> custody. Um, but that's not quite why I'm interested in speaking. 
I saw the cell you were kept. The writings. Wall. One with pallid mask. Yes. I don't... I... They kept me... They kept me... Under... I can't think straight. Feeding me poultices. Some sort of hallucinogenic. Then you notice something you notice when her eyes open, though, is they're, they're this very vibrant amber, um, the, uh, the um, color of her eyes. Um, it's very staunch against her darker skin. She looks very un unwell at this point. And... Um, can I think back? Did the um, mushroom fungus zombies stand out as having certain colored eyes? No, you couldn't see their eyes. Their eyes were completely covered with fungal infection. Mm. I remember I have yellowish eyes from the poison. Yeah. Oh, oh, that, yeah. But that but that's your um your sclera, not your um irises. Ah. Like jaundice. <laughs> <laughs> um but she she's very much struggling to to remember exactly what you're saying. I think, you know, you think she's really completely out of it at this point. You, you may Dude. still be able to get more out of her, but you've gotten her one place. You've got her awake. Um, you're not sure what you can get from her right now. Q, perhaps it might be time to uh, let her rest for a bit and gather her thoughts before we try this again, yeah? Pausing for a moment, Kiron turns, looks at Cal directly in the eyes and goes... I'm sorry, did you just call me Q? Uh, yeah, I was just trying it on for size if you don't like it. Standing up. Let's keep trying. Uh, he walks over to the assassin for a moment um, and just like opens his eyelids to see if the guy's like awake or not. Just totally intrusive. Yeah, um, give me a medicine check. Would we have gotten to the room by now? Yeah, at this point, Cal, you feel a push on the door behind you. Uh, I would open the door. You see Timber immediately <laughs> sniffing and, and, and oh. as he pushes through. Hello, boy! I, uh, uh, I, I sniff specifically in his cloak. And then, and then, I, and then I shake my head. Like... <laughs> that, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the assassin is, um, I mean, he's alive, but he's definitely not awake. He seems to be, he could potentially be in catatonic, catatonic or in, you know, but not, he's not awake. You know that at least he's definitely a quick little slap on the face. Slap up. Anything? Nothing. Kieran shrugs, uh, turning to the wise old woman that I assume is wise old and a woman. Uh, yeah, well, yes, I did say she was an older woman, uh, and we can say she's wise. Um, What's but... her wisdom score? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Compared uh, to turns to her. Um... She has her, her mouth is agape at you of having just slapped one of her patients. 
he, uh, just for clarification, he is a, a would-be assassin, so... Uh, okay, okay. Now, I don't presume to bark order to you, but if either of these patients get into more speakable condition, I would very much appreciate learning that so I can speak. She she looks at you and says, Of course, I mean, you've, you've done already so much to help us with, with our half-elven patient here. She's, I didn't think she would wake for weeks. Uh, Kieran would then walk over to the Drudis. What's your name? Wyla. Was that a Lila? Wyla. 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 Well, Wyla, when you can remember more, let someone know and I shall come. Much we discuss. Uh, before you sort of move away from her or finish that statement, she does reach up and sort of grab at your arm. Like, it's very weak. It's, it's not like a like she's not pulling you in or anything. She's sort of like a as much as she can grab. Did he did he kill any more? Did he kill any more? Any more who? Any more innocents. Kieran thinks to himself, were any innocent people killed in that courtyard? I mean, um, no, actually. I mean, some guards may have died. Because some guards were injured, at least. But no, yeah, but they're not they're entirely innocent. Yeah, the <laughs> citizens were all out of there. You get the you get the idea she's talking about more ritualistic murders. Um Well, it depends how long we're talking. Um but we did stop an assassination, so uh, no, I'm gonna go with no more. And she sort of lets go of your arm, or she lets go of your arm, and her hand kind of falls to the side. She sort of, and and do they have him? As yeah. far as I'm concerned, yeah. You see, there's almost a calm that comes over her. She's still struggling to like stay awake and. and breathe a little bit, but it seems like the knowledge that the Archdruid has been taken in uh, and stopped for now for the most part is bringing a certain peace to her face. She starts to slowly you see her eyes start to close and she drifts back into a um, unconscious state. Uh, putting a lingering hand on her like a rest well young uh, Kiran nods to the wise old woman, looks at the assassin, and then walks to the door to reunite with his friend. Um, she, did you give she, her your card? My what? Your, never. Um, we should. Uh, does anyone have anything else to do here? I could, frankly, do with a change of clothes. Mm, I could use some medicine. I'm not feeling too great. What, but what? she seems like she's got her hands full. They look well, way worse off than I am. Well, what's what's what is your problem? Actually, you didn't. I don't think we've. What's going on with you? Uh, my tummy kind of hurts. Hmm. My eyes he, look weird. I was... think I might have felt like touched something in the archdruid's quarters that made me a little sick. 
Well, let me introduce you to something that works wonders for me. It's called ginger ale. It really settles the stomach. Hmm. I'm interested in the chemical composition of such an interesting elixir. It's a it's a lovely and durian drink. <laughs> <laughs> My people are famous for their soft drinks. <laughs> and their domes and arches, but that's that's you know, secondary. Uh I thought Curon would be the one with the cure-all. Uh, you know, probably. Also, I like what you did there, wordplay-wise. That was excellent, and I high-five with <laughs> Curon seems um, fused by this exchange. Anyway, um, Curon, I think he's not feeling well. Could you? Do you have anything you could do about that? Well, I already healed him once. Oh, um, yeah. I'm yeah, fairly certain that he's been poisoned. <laughs> Um, and unfortunately, there's not much that my uh, magic at the moment assists in that. Hmm. Uh, Timber's going to start licking Wiswick's hair. <laughs> Stop it! No! Go away! <laughs> uh, it's at this point that the um, the uh, the older woman sort of comes up to you, Kiran, and looks at the, the gnome down there and, and just says, I, I suppose... Since you did us such a kindness with helping bring the young lady, the elven woman, back to consciousness, we could spare some of our supply to help your friend. We don't have much antitoxin, but we may be able to spare a ration. I that don't believe be it's necessary, exceedingly but helpful. Stop. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, Thank you, my good woman. And as she totters off, I'd like to turn and be like, she's so old, right? <laughs> but very wise. And generous. Granted. Um, she does wander off and does return with a um <clears throat> a uh something wrapped in like what looks like some leaves, some dried leaves. Um Bends bends down to one knee. It takes her a bit. It's like it's she's an older woman. <laughs> she's an old person, but she she just very much like kind of holding her back and just leans down and just take this little one and you can. This is my body. <laughs> it opens opens the leaves apart and you see within there's sort of this um, it's uh kind of like a wrapped up uh like really tight like it's a almost looks like a like raw cookie dough, <laughs> but it's like uh, definitely like herbs mushed together with some kind of binding agent. And it's about like the size of uh, like a quarter. Um, and it's, uh, it doesn't look appetizing and it smells a bit bad, uh, but uh, she offers it to you. I quickly, I quickly pop it in my mouth and then I take my flask and go like this. <laughs> at that point she says don't mix it with alcohol <laughs> too late for that <laughs> so it's the combination the alcohol it's it's like I'm imagining what this is probably tastes like to you is is eating a ball of dirt and then chasing it with whiskey <laughs> so it's very unpleasant but you Steel stomach. Yeah, wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, you've, you've eaten things from the. You've eaten dirt before. 
We've been under dark dirt before. <laughs> but, uh, mud pies. Yeah, I used to play mud ball with my uh, sister, and, uh, you know, things get rowdy. But, uh, you end up eating a lot of dirt. For a moment, names. you think you're going to throw up, but then sort of like a, almost like a energy hits you. Um, not like a super depth, like I just chugged a monster, but you feel alive again. You feel very... There's a slight buzz almost to it. Not just from the whiskey you chug with it, but um, it seems like it has like a slight aftertaste of coffee. Coffee grounds. <laughs> so it's... Uh, but but you, you do feel better immediately. Not 100%. Like it's going to take a few minutes before you're, you're completely cured. But um, you certainly know you... It's working. Wow, that that worked like a charm. I'm already feeling a little better. Thank you, old woman. She uh, she wraps the leaves up and sort of smiles at you, tussles your hair a little, and then slowly stands back up and, and nods to Kiron. I will certainly let you know if there's any any updates on these two back here. Very much appreciate. Well, thank you for all your help. She turns back to go um, tend to her patients. Well, um, Q, if you're done here, shall we? Uh, yes, I suppose we shall. Where are we off to again? Uh, I believe our next stop should either be... Um, Perhaps a change of clothes and some rest for a bit, or we should perhaps, probably more likely, go to the um, Lord's Hall and and collect our reward from him. Mm. Ah, does anyone have any other options? I think that's probably our best two courses of action. The uh, Lord did mention that I would be able to peruse his study at some point. That's worth investigating. Maybe afterwards. Also, there was a large bit of gold there, and while I'm not a greedy man, um, it certainly would, you know, help a bit, you know? Absolutely. We need funds to fuel our adventures. Perhaps one day I'll set up my own shop. <laughs> Perhaps one day I'll have my own laboratory. <laughs> he also looks in the direction that I'm looking in, kind of like up to the left. <laughs> um... Perhaps one okay. day I'll get some normal friends. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Friends? I write my own uh, name in the prank list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you guys want to do? Let's head out. Okay, you're going to head to the Lord's Manor? Yeah, I think so. Yep. That's my vote, at least. Kirana follows. Timber doesn't get a vote. <laughs> oh. Alex <laughs> so made a character that doesn't speak. <laughs> <laughs> Only on rare occasion. Uh, so, easy enough. Um, you, you you depart. The um, the guard returns out to his post, having followed you throughout, keeping an eye on you. It's easy enough to return to the circle of the hearth and find your way towards the uh, the manor in the back its own private area. Um, the gates are open. Uh, there are there are two guards there, but they recognize you. Um, 
can see they're they're a bit battered up. You presumably are were in the uh, skirmish, but they are um, certainly still still working. Um, they let you through easy enough. You see the fountain in the middle of the steps that lead up. You go back in. Um, you open the hall uh, door. Our two guards help you open the, the hall door. And what you see inside is um, it's uh, even though the there was mention of feasting, it's a um, very small group. Um, there's just some of the uh, the higher ups in the guard, including the captain, and you see McClear there. Um, the fire is roaring in the central long hearts, um, and there are, is food being brought out to the Lord who's, uh, enjoying his, his dinner. Um, and, uh, there's candlelight all over the, the table that he's in. And it's that same room you had worked into before where he's up at the dais right now with the captain and a few other higher ups in the guard, um, feasting. Uh, I think as while we're like walking in, uh, Wiswick was a little surprised at the like show of affection by Timber. So I think as he's like walking in, instead of like avoiding him as usual, he kind of like walks next to the animal and at some point like just like carefully tries to like pet him without him noticing, like just like sneakily going behind him and like maybe just like wafting at his tail a little. <laughs> uh, do I, do I, if at any point I notice it? I'm not trying to make it like super hidden. Like I'm just like okay. nervously <laughs> going for it. You, you do notice him like nervously, like you feel it on your fur like that. Like <laughs> I, I, I'm Timber's going to stop, look at him, pause for a second, and then whack him with my tail. <laughs> <laughs> feel a quick swap from the tail. <laughs> And then continue walking, like, like, like trying, I... trying to like brush my tail in his face. <laughs> and I think Wizwick just backs off after that, like a little like uppity about the whole thing, like, hmm. <laughs> but not necessarily uh, like mad or anything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so I'm imagining stepping in. Perhaps uh, Cal is leading again, walking towards the dais. You see um, <clears throat> the table's fairly fairly full of these guardsmen. There are spots, several spots still available. You see the captain is right next to the Lord, and they're sort of speaking in hushed tones while they're eating. And you see the, the Lord sort of notices you from, from, uh, from the table and sort of immediately stands up. Uh, you see the rest of the table um, sort of stands up to, as he does to look back and he Lifts up his uh, his 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 ale horn, just like ah yes, yes ah uh, champions have arrived finally. Come to see me after their grand victory. Come, come, sit, eat, eat. You must rest in my manor tonight. I give him my best Trisexy and bow, and uh, and of course then say, "Why, thank you, my good lord." Um, uh, I motioned to the open spots and I go, we'd love to join you. Uh, friends, I think, I think, I don't know where I was going with that. I lost track of the time. <laughs> uh, and I walk up and sit down. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of you just sort of notice Cal give a uh, very confident start of a message. And then he just looks and goes, friends? 
<laughs> and then walks up and uh, takes a seat. Um, you notice the seats that are available are all across from the Lord. Um, there's, you know, there's a few guards there, but you, there's plenty of spots for each of you. Um, you all. Kiran uh, tries to imitate the bow um, that Cal did and then sits down. Yeah, Scarlet will sweep her way over there, but she doesn't want to sit near the captain. Okay. Uh, Tim, Timber ignores all formalities and um, looks at the food and walks closer to the food. <laughs> of course. of course. Um, it's a similar spread to earlier. You can imagine sort of at the end of winter, they're eating a lot of the same things. Um, so there's a lot of uh, <clears throat> dried foods, you know, dried meats, and then occasionally a larger, uh, there's one large chicken like last time. Um <clears throat> No lamb this time, fortunately. Uh, <laughs> but plenty to eat. Um, meat pies and everything. Ooh. So, uh, Scarlet, you're able to find a, t- a seat that's more towards the end of the table, away from the center where the captain is. Um, the rest of you can find spots pretty close to the middle there, across from the captain. Timber, there isn't a spot for you, of course, but um, I imagine you kind of perch up next to uh, next to Scarlet start and sort of Sniffing and looking around at the food. Yeah, I'm doing that thing where I, I put my nose underneath her her arm, like, <laughs> give me, give me, give me food. <laughs> I'll pick a pick some something out and just start feeding him. You see, the the Lord looks to you and he's like, we can certainly find, uh, we can certainly find some uh, some more raw meats for your hound. There, he's certainly served us well in the courtyard. I'm sure he'd love that. Thank you. You see, he kind of looks back, and you see, kind of almost from the shadows, a uh, servant steps forward from behind him, and he just sort of whispers to him, and they immediately walk off. So you all, you all, I'm certain, are tired and weary from the combat. Please, I insist that you enjoy some food, and we discuss our victories over the Arch Druid and our future endeavors. Well, I thank you, my lord. Um... Has uh, the Archdruid, A, is he conscious, and B, has he um, uh, given you any more information? Uh, well, I'm afraid there's not much to be done right now. The Archdruid is fairly unconscious, living, and not in a terrible state. He's, your, man, your man saw to that, keeping him alive in your, your group. So we, <clears throat> we have him below, my personal prison uh, personal cells uh, kept under 24-hour watch and several bindings. Um, his day will come. I help what? myself to some chicken. Isn't I'm sorry, it? what do you mean by his day will Well, uh, certainly our next goal is to present him to the king and uh, ask present his crimes and ask that we are given permission to do as we see fit with this criminal. Isn't it your town, though? Aren't you allowed to do you wish? <clears throat> you see, he's almost frustrated at the question. I would, uh, if only, but uh, this land is held quite tight by King Guthrid in Meduin, so 
cases that involve such high figures, I unfortunately must refer to my lord, my liege. Um, I'd, I'd like to do a, either an insight check or some kind of check to see if I can figure out where his frustration is coming from, whether it's, you know, does he think he can't make a case here or um, is he got some deeper set give me, issues? Give me an insight check. I'm not great at why I have an eight. An eight? Nope, it's a seven. Seven? Yeah. All right. Uh, very hard to tell. Yeah, that's fair. He's definitely um, frustrated. <laughs> would it still be possible then for us to question the arch druid before you bring him for your uh, perhaps I uh, suppose I certainly I certainly owe you a great deal for <clears throat> helping me in this matter. Um, why? What is your your reasoning? What is your purpose behind questioning this criminal? Um, well, the rituals they were carrying on with, the ends they were trying to make, while I don't agree with the uh, means, is human sacrifice. I believe they were working as a their ash keep one of the, uh, uh, what were the gods called that get killed during the Master Con? Dead gods. <laughs> oh, of course. I guess, okay. Uh, one of the dead gods. Um, the goddess I worship, Ivan, is in a similar situation. Yes, well... Yes, well, you know, the worship of dead gods is a uh, story tradition across all lands uh, in some form, but also dangerous one, and one that I... One that I don't always agree with, but uh, in order to keep this... He's very, he's suddenly very quiet. My people need their faith. They must be allowed to do their rituals, to worship their gods and Oxlin, the High Crown, they don't appreciate that tradition. And mm. I would like, as I would suppose King Medu, King Guthred would as well, to keep these, keep these happenings from spreading outside of Tresix. Oh, don't worry. I'll be taking it up to Illyria, so you guys won't. Giving like a like a curt little like smile and nod at. <laughs> I find you fascinating, Elf. I certainly hope we can talk further about your god. Um, I'd like to look around. Does he have a wife? <laughs> uh, or look, other form of romantic partner? Uh, looking around, you don't see. Uh, beside him, you do not see a partner. Um, you know the. Upper uh, levels here are a mixture of men and women. Um, sort of, there's the captain, Domhnall, you see McLear, and there seems to be other sergeants or lieutenants. Um, you know, there's <clears throat> about, uh, you know, six or so 
about six exactly um, additional table guests, but they all seem to be part of the guard. There doesn't seem to be anyone who is family, even of the guard members there. Um, seems Probably almost like... Because that sounded a lot like a come on. <laughs> perhaps Cal thinks that. Perhaps it is. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Fair enough. Um, um, yeah. I can sympathize with the... Uh... With the disregard for local tradition, I mean, back where I came from, uh, and my people have all but forgotten uh, the stories of our origins. It's quite sad, really. A tragedy indeed, my deep known friends. Is there any way for you to recover that tradition? Well, that is partly what I'm doing on this quest. I seek the magics of the old that are spoken of in my old text. My uncle showed them to me, and I believe that someday I might be able to create what has been lost. Well, I certainly hope that you all, in your endeavors, uh... Continue your partnership with my manor, my offices. Uh, you've done great work for us. And if you wish to speak with the, uh, the Archdruid, you know, we will be leaving soon with him. Uh, perhaps, perhaps you will come with us. We will be having a feast tomorrow night, a proper one. For the entire guard or any of those who are not working, and perhaps some other guests. It's tomorrow night, and I hope that each of you are there with, with us. The morning after, we will be departing from Meadowin with the Archdruid in chains to be brought to King Guthrid. And I'd ask that you join us. Mm. Well, I usually wouldn't be one to turn down a good feast. I suppose if we don't have any better plans, it, it sounds quite appealing. Will uh, any of the townspeople be there? At the feast? Yes. Perhaps. You know, we may invite some select guests, some renowned folk who are here for the festivities. Is that, by after all, still the new dawning. Uh, so perhaps we may not announce that our... Uh, Purposes for the feast is the taking of Archdruid Orlin. That, that information must be dealt with carefully. But there will certainly be folk of all backgrounds, um, guests of mine, friends of the manor, perhaps some of the more wealthy merchants from the festivities, uh, as well as the best of the best of my god. Uh, well, I'm sure that we'll, we'll need to decide on the joining you to Meadowin. I, I believe we would at least definitely take your invitation to the feast tomorrow. Absolutely. And I hope truly that you decide to travel with us. For you see, a lord's favor, as I've said before, is great. But perhaps a king's is greater. Understood, my lord. Uh, I do have a, a question, perhaps a little external to um, this direct uh, thing. There seems to be a lot of crickets in your home. Uh, does it feel like we're outside to anybody else? 
<laughs> and you see, as a servant comes back with a platter of raw meats for timber, the uh, and and the king sort of like like does a quick hand motion towards timber, and you see the servant sort of like brings the plate down and places it next to you uh, as you're sitting next to uh, um, Scarlet. And this is not awful. This is this is good meat. <laughs> uh, timber immediately takes the meat, drags it off the plate, and brings it over by the hearth. And then kind of <laughs> okay. like, kind of like, like, you know how dogs, like, when they're playing with, they have, like, one paw underneath it, one paw on top of it, and, like, you're just, like, tearing at the meat, the <laughs> meat slab. Absolutely. I it's just face bomb and slowly cast prestidigitation <laughs> to clean up the mess. <laughs> Immediately, the sort of toppled over platter, the smaller pieces of meat is sort of brought back to, to order and the, the servant sort of is like okay. and, and the king looks to him and he's like deal with the crickets <laughs> last time I say it deal with the crickets they've been here all winter they're supposed to be dead <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it, uh, just something I noticed there was a little concern really I thought maybe I was losing my mind well, you see, sometimes, uh, sometimes you have crickets in your house. <laughs> and sometimes there are bats in the belfry. It's an old Trisexian saying, I know. <laughs> the, uh, the king looks at you like, not going to question you on that. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, the, we, the god is light. And while the battle was successful, it was not light on our injured. Shame to say, I've lost a couple of men. We took the circle of the uh, the ash, though, and we took the court of the ash. So. Food supplies firmly in our grasp. The few druids who live and are not decomposed in the way you discovered are being questioned. Some were just as afraid of the arch druid as we. And perhaps we can find some who can be placed into positions of power in the Order to be our men within. And you each seem to have some sort of sense of judgment and instinct that you were able to suss out quite a bit of this. So at the feast tomorrow, there are a few folk I'd like you to meet. Folk that I'd like to hear your opinions about as I begin deciding upon who will take over the circle. But that is in mat another matter for tomorrow. If you come with us, it would certainly bode well for future partnerships and endeavors between you and my own lordship and the crown of Tresix. It would be quite profitable for you to serve our King Guthrid and ultimately Oxlin. But if not, we shall pay you, provide you with Whatever it is that you wish to seek, perhaps if there is time, you'll be able to speak with the Archdruid. But I cannot make any promises on that end. We'll pay you. Hopefully, you will work for us again. But if not, we shall part ways. He begins eating. I do not ask that you decide now, but I ask that you decide by. The morning after the feast. When you'll be... Say that again? When you'll be departing? Well, we shall be departing. 
um, in the morning after the feast, perhaps later in the day, closer towards the, uh, the mid-noon sun. sun. Okay, and what, uh, where will you be leaving by? Well, we shall be leaving from this courtyard. Okay, and uh, when should I RSVP by again? Uh, <laughs> I suppose you should let me know the night of the feast or at the latest in the mor morning before we depart from Medellin. And your name again was... <laughs> Lord Harrison. Right. Better right. And your name again, Elf? Uh, my friends call me looking at Cal. Manuron! <laughs> what did you say, Wizard? Manuron! <laughs> Was that was no. that was that manure, Rod? Is that a <laughs> manure? Um, no, uh, no. <clears throat> My friends, I'm, I'm Kiron. They call Kiron, cleric of Illyvania. This thing, guest in my home. Now I recognize you all, of course, from our dealings. I know your name to be Cal, Endurian man, man of taste, it seems. Uh, I make no claim to the finer things in life, though I was trained to recognize aesthetic. Um, aesthetics. Well, perhaps that, but, um, perhaps your attire betrays you, but you seem a man of, uh, of education and I, uh, Cal would just kind of like do his, like, they keep eating. And of course, there is the the wild woman Scarlet and her faithful hound, and my Snefflebrin friend, Wizwick. Please, Lord Harrison, call me Wizzy. <laughs> <laughs> and you, at, at that, you hear sort of some like grunted laughter from the the, the soldiers that are eating at the table. And uh, the Lord sort of looks to each of you and says, Well, we shall have a proper feast tomorrow. Uh, at this, I shall leave you to finish your food. And uh, one of my servants will come and lead you to some good quarters for the night. You know, so you don't need to stay in any... Well, I support and love our local businesses. I can certainly provide you with a more comfortable arrangement. Uh, we we would be most grateful. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I believe uh, we spoke of some arrangements for me to uh, explore your study. Maybe now would be a good time after our feast. After tonight, you say? Yes, if if that works for you. Maybe tomorrow morning if it's more convenient. <laughs> Well, uh, you certainly, I assume, are quite tired from the battle, and I, I'd hate to, to keep you up with that sort of mystery. Uh, tomorrow, I'll uh, make arrangements for you to spend some time within my personal library. Thank you. And I shall discuss tomorrow before the feast any payment arrangements we will have for your services to the Crown, and, and then we'll have our feast, and as I do hope, travel together. 
Good night to them. Good night, my lord. Good night, buddy. As he stands, the soldiers stand. He nods to them and and steps back into a back doorway out of the um, the hall. And then at that point, the soldiers sit back down. You see McLear just starts to, the Lord is gone. And you notice McLear immediately takes his, his alehorn and just. <clears throat> now we can enjoy ourselves. And the, the group begins to laugh together. And, um... ha. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like and... to try and impress them with my charm. How would you like to charm them? <laughs> like to roll a charm check. <laughs> I it's a mixture like... of of history, performance, religion, <laughs> and intimidation. I'd like to persuade... roll them all and give me the answer. I'd, like... <laughs> I'd like to persuade them to like me. <laughs> oh, that's animal handling. Humans are technically animals. <laughs> and what do you do to try to get them to like you? Okay, I was hoping we could. Um, I'd like to tell uh, a humorous story and and try and pick out the things that I know that they've talked about before and relate myself to those things that they've talked about. Okay. Uh, (laughs) This is going to be one of those, like, we cut into the scene at the punchline. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. All right. Give me a persuasion check. I kind of want. I'll give you a choice between persuasion and performance. It's a persuasion. It's a. It's an eighteen. All right. Give me the punchline. It was a pineapple. That's what he said to me. A pineapple. (laughs) You see, there is there actually is there is quite uproarious laughter. (laughs) The uh, the whole table is laughing. Uh, McLear is, is, is off his rocker, loving it. Um, but you do notice the captain, he sort of, uh, just sort of, he's the only one who doesn't really laugh much. He smiles at the joke, but he's sort of distracted in his ale horn. But the, uh, the, you know, you, there's all sorts here. There's lieutenants and sergeants and of, um, men and women, and they all seem to be, they really love the story. There's a big cheers at the end of it. They drain their their ale horns and and wait for their uh, for their alcohol. <laughs> Is there anything the rest of you would like to do? Finish my meat. no. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, Timber? I said finish my meat. Uh, easy enough. It's really nice venison, fresh. They must have hunted mm. it recently. Is there anybody sitting across the table from me? Any of the any of the guards? Yes. So there's the empty seat in the middle. There's McLear on the left side of it. There's the captain on the right side. Um, directly across from you are two uh, two members of the guard. There's a um, taller woman um, who still has some of her armor on. Actually, um, you see she's got a leather hauberk on. Um, <clears throat> she has uh, short blonde hair. Um, that's kind of kind of an undercut shaved on the sides and swept back. And it clearly is swept back with like the sweat of battle from today. And um, you know, she's just really tearing into some chicken right now. And then next to her is a smaller man, um, <clears throat> very leaf, uh, very long, greasy black hair with a, actually quite large beard. 
um, with very, very blue eyes and incredibly pale skin. Um, these two are sitting, the woman is directly across from you and the man is, is to her left between, between her and the um, uh, captain. Okay. Um, as she's eating and I'm kind of just like picking at whatever I have in front of me, um, just going to kind of look up and say, there was some bad till today, wasn't it? And you see she's just like sharing into like a like a big chunk of chicken, not even a chicken leg, like like a just like a big piece of chicken that she's just holding, like an apple almost, and just she's like, good fight. We haven't had a fight like that in ages. I'm glad that you got some uh, some excitement then. You see the man next to her is sort of like. She always likes the skirmishes. I lost one of my men in there. One of my archers. Oh no. I'm so sorry. Yeah, well. See how many shits king. Uh, he wants to be king. Harrison says about that. And you see the woman sort of like nudges him in the arms like, you don't talk about a lord like that. It's a good fight. That Arch Druid, though, he's very strange. Do you get many strange people around? Uh, you see the <clears throat> the woman kind of like finishes swallowing the chicken she has, drops it down, and sort of dro- drowns it with some uh, some ale, just looks as No, we don't we don't really see many strange figures like that. I mean we don't have many people here. We see strange travelers. The Archdruid. He wasn't always like that. Oh, really? What was he like before? You know, the man sort of. I know. I, I, I used to, as a boy, go to the Druid circle all the time. I used to occasionally give out treats, always kind. Maybe animals there. Something changed. Fairies. Strange times, I don't know. People unsettled. A lot of monsters on the edge of town. Astro just started uh, being strange one day. Wore that mask. Everywhere he went, began preaching about the Ash Keeper more, more and more, and little reference to the Fault Mother. We thought strange, dead God versus living God, sacrifices more. But when these killings started. And uh, <clears throat> the woman sort of like, the murders. Well, some folk talked about it being the Archdruid. And then the man's like, I always thought it was someone who was doing his bidding, you know, heard his preaching in the square and sort of take matters into their own hands for the Ashkeeper. 
But it's all over now. And hopefully we'll have no trouble. And we can get back to life. Let's hope so. May I ask you just one one more question? And at that that, that point, um, the captain kind of turns to you and says, how many questions do you have for my men? My women? I just said I had one more. Sort of sneers a little and looks away, drinking from his cup. And the woman, sort of, and the man, they both nod. Those strange travelers that you mentioned, did any of them seem like they had burns on them? Ever see anyone like that? Well, we see a lot of travelers. May have been some burned folk. So many over the years, um, you don't really remember their faces unless they've made an impression. Any with the shape of a handprint? No, I think we'd remember that. I think you would. And the uh, man is As we haven't. Well, I don't know. About Captain over here, or or <clears throat> or Andrea here, but we ain't seen that. Well, thank you for a good fight. Yeah. Thank you, lot. Probably be more of my men dead if it weren't for you. And they continue eating. Is there anything anyone else would like to do? Or any other questions for the guards at the table? I'd like to imbibe liberally. Got it. Okay. Easy enough. Are you, are you trying? Is Cal trying to get drunk? Real drunk? Not real drunk. Just good. Good and drunk. Good and drunk. Okay. Yeah. So I'd say in the in the midst of you telling, you know, jokes and sort of performing for the guards, persuading, um, persuading them to like you, uh, <laughs> you have quite a few drinks. Not enough to to be yeah, sick, sure. but enough to enough to. Um, Certainly have a bit of a headache tomorrow, but for the most part, you're okay. Cool. Um, anyone else? All right. So <clears throat> the night goes on. You enjoy some more drinks, Cal, some more drinks. I'm assuming some other folk will have a, quite a few as well. Timber feasts on his meats. Um you know, you talk a little bit with the guards, but it's mostly surface at this point. And then um, at the end of the night, um, a few servants come forward and, and lead you all to um, to separate rooms, actually. Um, Timber, I'm assuming, follows Scarlet. Um, actually, no. I'm going to follow Curon. Oh, okay. Scarlet, you would notice that. So you see as the you're being led, you notice Timber breaks from you and goes with Curon. Was it something I said? Listen. <laughs> uh, Timber just pursues on, and you're sort of strange because you've been traveling together for so long, and this will be the first time really that you don't spend the night in the same room. Just so Kieran would notice Timber following him. Um, Kieran would definitely like kind of like speed up a little, like eyeing Timber and go, "Um, hello, boy." 
You're just gonna look at him. Like, go on. <laughs> I uh, guess I'll go to my room then. Um, so you all fight. You all brought to your rooms. Um, much nicer than the, uh, the the rooms you had in the inn. Um, you know, full feather beds with, you know, very lush pillows. Very comfortable. You know, personal small hearth near the near the uh, near the bed with uh, wood stacked up. Uh, next to it, and um, uh, sort of a curtain bed too, with the tall banisters where you can close the curtains around it. Um, just real swell. <laughs> um, I think I think Wiswick might uh, like he'll go into his own room, like followed by the people, but it'll make mm -hmm. it like very important to him that he knows where everyone else is sleeping. Yeah, and and it's easy enough to kind of keep an eye. Because you're on the second floor of the manor at this point. You're sort of brought up to the back steps that lead up to the second floor. And it's sort of a long hallway. And the only, there's only two, uh, well, no, there's, I keep thinking of Timber as being led to his own room. Cause <laughs> I'm like, there's a person there, not a dog. <laughs> um, Should I put like a so, dog icon on the, the top right so you can differentiate I, I'd me? I'd like to not see your face. I just want you to put a, a dog. A <laughs> a good boy. Um, <laughs> live feed to a dog. I'm sure there's one somewhere you can find. Right. You gotta so, get one of those mocaps. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's so creepy. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's easy enough to keep track of where everyone is, um, um, Wiswick. So there's four rooms that you are all being kind of spread apart into. Um, you are, uh, uh, Cal is on the end, um, you are next to Cal. And then there's Scarlet, and then there's Curon. So easy enough to, to recall that. You're all in your rooms. Is there anything anyone would like to do before going to bed? Yeah. Yeah, Curon <laughs> is just staring at Timber inside the room. It is. Timber's just, I'm imagining, sitting there looking at you at first until the person leaves. Then they give you like a few directions on how to use the hearth and all that, and then you're all alone. Uh, right. Okay, thank you. Have a good night, then. If you need anything, just come find one of us. There's always someone on duty downstairs. Perfect, thank you. That'll be... Good night. And the, uh, the servant exits out and uh, leaves you all alone. Um, who's a good boy? And with that... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would like to transform into a humanoid. Okay. Uh, hybrid. Easy enough. So you see Timber's form just... <laughs> <laughs> and not into a werewolf, but into a, a the mismatched human, beastly human that he's transformed into before. I am a good boy. <laughs> yes, um, right. That's a little disconcerting. Uh, I... I... Apologize for my genitals helping me out, but this is important for you to know. The genitals, or ignore no ignore my genitals. <laughs> right. Okay. I I grab uh, Kieran's sheets and I just hold it over. <laughs> Please get Scarlet to give me my cloak back. Anyway, um, that this is not why I came in here. <laughs> Okay. I came in here to tell you 
about something I found in the room that the Wizwick found. In there, uh, um, there in the back, there was a curtain. And in the back of the curtain was a ritual circle for the Ash Keeper. It was connected to some window in an altar. There was also a book there. Two guards took it. I may think it's vital to your quest or your information for God. Hmm. Anyway. When the guards, do you know who they were? Can you no. describe them? I cannot. But I can smell them. I know oh. what they smell like. Dirty musk. Oh. And they, oh. Actually, they all smell like that. But I know these I... one. They had its particular soap. Ugh. It smelled like thyme. Who likes thyme? Anyway. Uh, you should ask the Lord Harrison if he has possession of this book. It might prove vital for you. Um, okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you, Timber. Is that your real name? Timber. Yes, that okay. is my... if it's not, you don't have to tell me. It's okay. I just wasn't sure if that was, like, your wolf name, and now that you're a human, what, um, exactly are you? I am... This. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I am. I was a shifter, and now I'm a dog human. Okay. <laughs> hey. Interesting, well enough. I'm not sure what a shifter is. Would I know what a shifter is? Give me an insight check. I would not know what it is. <laughs> Seven? <laughs> no, you, you, you have never heard of a shifter before. Think of a human and a beast. One and the other. Mm. And then you mash them together. And Isn't voila. that what you were when you... At the at Angus's when we had beef with him. Yes. So that's your shifter form. Uh, I would like to, I would like to go into the hybrid form just for a second. And so it's a, it, yeah, it very quickly sort of I, the humanoid form shrinks, uh, or like it shrinks away and grows into the larger werewolvian form you noticed before. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and the, and the, like sort of the hearth. It's it's this. It's he's very menacing looking. The fires is oh. lighting him in high contrast and harsh lighting, and there's just the snout comes out. Yes, <laughs> and then I like to just poke him on the nose with my claw. <laughs> you you feel it prick your nose and a little bit of and you Kiran or uh uh sorry Timber. You notice a little a little droplet of like. What looks like very deep violet, almost blue blood drips down. Uh, <laughs> and then I go back to humanoid. <laughs> <laughs> and you see after like the, the you saw like that flickering shadow on the wall, and then it come he comes back down into that humanoid form. Well, that is something else. You could call it that. Anyway, that's not important. What is important is that you get that book, maybe. Right, the book. It might. Do you be. remember what the book looked like? Uh, do I remember what the book looked like? 
it looked pretty standard. It was a, a, a leather-bound book, and the leather that bound it was um, dyed kind of a dark red. Um, dark red. And, but you didn't see any. You didn't see any titles or or anything. Like I that. couldn't make any titles. Deep red leather-bound. Well, in the morning, I'll definitely inquire to Lord about that. There was also it was black and white. A pouch. There was also a pouch. I wasn't sure what was in it, but uh, <laughs> you could ask about some stuff that they found in the room. Uh, I, th I think we would be more than welcome to that information. The Lord seems to uh, really like us, actually. It's mm. kind of creepy. Have you noticed? Yes, it is rather creepy. I mean, either he has incompetence beneath him, or we are really just that good. Do we you, are do not. you think we're really we, that good? No, no, we are not that good. We are terrible, actually. I'm so great! <laughs> <laughs> well, Wiswick can control the weaves of magic, so I have yet to see him do it without. Yeah. I don't understand. That was Wiswick just discovering a new spell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the little one. He's cute, though. Yes, he is. He has his moments, to be sure. Anyway, I'm going to sleep now. <laughs> of course, yes. No, uh, I think I will uh, take a rest as well. If you have any questions... You can ask me, I can't answer you. But I'll understand you. <laughs> and I could, <laughs> we could play 20 questions. But that's right. about it. No, I, I believe we're slowly coming to understand one another. Mm. You're smarter than the average uh, dog. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a Compliment. Anyway. Well, um, if there's nothing else. And with that, good night. <laughs> and I sure shape back into a, a wolf. Just as quick as you saw a naked man before you, you now see the <laughs> typical woven timber. That's something I don't think I'll ever get used to. Uh, Kieran would go to the hearth to extinguish it because um, mm -hmm. he prefers darkness as opposed to light most days. Um, and and Timber, Timber realizes that he can't get out the door, so he's just like, well, I'm going to sleep here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, easily enough, yeah. So Kieran would just go to the window where he can see the light of the moon uh, and enter a trance. Easy enough. Yeah, there's there's certainly a window and it has kind of actually a nice little um, alcove yes. area where you can you can definitely enter into your trance literally at the window under the moonlight. Um, and Atlantis. as you uh, rest in your doggy form, uh, Timber, the last thing you sort of see before drifting off is just sort of the long stretched silhouette of um, Curon through the light of the moon coming through the long the tall windows of the bedroom. Is there anything anyone else would like to do before you take your long rest? I think instead of traditionally preparing my spells in the morning, I decide to stay up a little later and prepare them at night. Okay. Uh, 
yeah, I found a stroke of inspiration uh, when somebody, I'm not naming names, but like shattered a glass during dinner. And I thought, hmm, maybe I could implement some sort of destruction in my next creation. That, that looked quite effective. And I have, I have like, a, I just study with my little book. Like, I, you see me up late at night uh, staring out the window trying to get some inspiration as I study and uh, write all my queries down. Maybe some of the things I learned from the uh, books that I read in the Archdruids study. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and, and you can flip through those, those books here now as well as you're doing your studies. Um, if you'd like to, to do quick um, intelligence check just for, for those books to see if you learn anything quickly. Oh, yeah. Um, specifically, you mentioned I got a scroll of Featherfall. Mm -hmm. I would like to try and copy that spell into my spell book. Do you, have, some do you have the proper paper and ink? I do. Oh, you do? I believe I so. Yeah, it comes with my uh, cartographer kit. I'll uh, have to take a look at that in a moment, but um, I don't know if it has everything I need. I'm not sure of the. Yeah, uh, I have to double check. But... The, I have to double check the spellbook requirements. Um, so maybe, maybe we we can go over it at a later date. We don't have we to can, do it now. Yeah, definitely, no problem. Um, all right, easy enough. Um, to study those uh, those texts over the night. Um, did you roll to see if you discovered All right, yeah, anything? let me turn it. Uh, this is a intelligence check? Yeah, a straight intelligence check. Okay, uh, that's plus four to 11. That's 15. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so sort of scanning over the uh, the text that you found, because um, you, took, you took the uh, Pallid King... And Curon took the history of the Order and the Morsu conflicts. And then you took the book on the Feywild, right? I believe so, yes. Yes. So in flipping through the books, you still find it quite difficult to follow the, uh, the Pallid King text. It seems as though the combination of common and whatever the other language is is, is not straightforward. Like, it was written in common and this other language. It seems to me it mostly have been written in the other language, and there's a lot of scribblings throughout in common. Um, yeah, it's all consistent handwriting. Um, you just notice little little things here and there, but it's it's just really complicated to, to analyze without knowing the language that the primary text is in. Um, but the Feywild book, you do sort of catch some, uh, sort of having heard some of that conversation earlier between uh, Scarlet and the guards, hearing the words font mother, ash keeper, you, the one story you do sort of catch real quick um, in sort of scanning it is just the the mythological or um, belief of what the Feywild is like now. Uh, sort of at the end of the text, you sort of flipping through, you reach the some of the final chapters, and it just speaks about the um, the grain of the Feywild and the uh, lack of liveliness there, and, and the general gist of the story is that it seems its current condition is the story say the font mother wanders through the wild 
graying wildlands of the Fae, um, tending and protecting the corpse of the Ash Keeper, which takes the form of a massive ash tree that lifts up into the sky. That's mostly what you can get skimming through before going to bed. Okay, sounds great. All right. So everyone take your long rest. And um, easy enough, you each wake uh, awake in your rooms the next morning. Um, What would you like to do? Uh, Uh, Kieran would awake and prepare. Kieran, you would... Yeah, you would awake much sooner. Oh, right. <laughs> and work at preparing some spells. Mm-hmm. Easy enough to do. You meditate over your uh, your artifact and choose your spells for the day. Um, I would like I would to. Wake up. Oh, go ahead, Alex. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Depending on how early Kiran wakes up or whatever. Actually, it wouldn't even. Kieran would wake up at least four hours before you. Okay. Would he be in the room? Would you be in the room anymore? Kieran? I would still be in the room. Um. Uh, Timber would go back into humanoid form. Not talk to Kieran. Um, just sit on the floor and take out the thorny plant. The mm-hmm. the one of the one of the key ingredients to that. That mush that we burned. The, mm-hmm. the crappy crap. Um, can I just do more of a inside check on it? Like, uh, smell it? You know, try to, like, you know, just, just do quick observations of general herbs for... Yeah, I would give alchemy. I would give a um, an herbalism check for it. That is a good one. That's a 22. Okay, so you've never seen a plant like this before, and it's difficult to discern its qualities. It is, um, you know, it's it's incredibly sturdy, when you try to, but also flexible in the way that it it, it it doesn't snap when you put too much force on it. It bends a little bit. Um, occasionally, you prick yourself with the thorns, and there's a, uh, a numbing, stinging pain, much like a bee sting. Um, and you only you have a very small sampling of it, so it's hard to really tell exactly what it is. But it's no nothing you've ever encountered before. Okay. Seeing Timber do this, Curon uh, would take out from his breast pocket or whatever the uh, the moss that he had found at the pedestal, as well as the two stones. Mm-hmm. Bring them over. Ah, uh, Timber, you seem. Yes. Like, you know a thing or two about looking at the, you know, whatever branch in his hands or whatever. Um, I guess a bit of nature. Um, I found this at the pedestal at uh, the place we were, the uh, the druid's longhouse. What do you make of it, showing him the moss? Mm-hmm. Can I uh, investigate that? Yep, give me a uh, another herbalism kit check. better uh 23 okay this you have um you've never found any of it before but you um you've heard about it and it this this sort of slightly it, it's a 
it seems like a moss, but it's really, uh, <clears throat> you know, it is, it, it's exactly like a moss, except it glows a slight, very light bluish color throughout it. Um, and uh, you can identify this as um, uh, wisp stalks. DC's wisp, wisp stalks. Um, and uh, what exactly does that do? They are used in alchemical potions. Well, I have no need of it if you'd like to add it to your collection. I love it. Thank you. And then these two stones. Um, I know this one holding up the one that had the circle with the lines through it or some bullshit. I don't know. Um, I know it was used to repel the darkness uh, down in the, uh, where the mushroom zombies were. This one, I'm not quite sure. I haven't learned what it does. Um, I'll look at them. <laughs> I wouldn't. <Yeah. laughs> I wouldn't probably be able to discern what at all what they are. Not really. Well, Kieran doesn't really <laughs> know no that. Idea. He just saw this strange warg transforming. Doesn't quite know your limitation. Do you think that Wizwick can help you out that? I am not familiar with most arcane arts. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe we shall go pay him a visit. Uh, so Kieran gets up to go to visit Wizwick. Wizwick is oversleeping. <laughs> so when you go and knock on Wizwick's door, you hear no response at first. Um, let me help you with that. And then I put the I put the ingredients back in my pocket, and then I transform back into a dog or a wolf. Um, and uh. I'm gonna just run at the door and just crash into the <laughs> to the door. <laughs> All right, give me a strength check. <laughs> That's a fourteen. <laughs> fourteen. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's not a it's not locked or anything, so <laughs> but it's it. it doesn't budge at first, but I'd say you give it a second try and you... Oh, no, no, does it make a noise? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, oh, very loud noise. Wizwick, you do sort of come to it, you hear like a really loud bang up against your door, um, sort of low, as if a dog just ran into your door. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, what a wake-up call! Hold on, hold on, I'm coming! And I scurry out of bed. Uh, with, like, uh, my uh, notes are all sprawled across the bed, and I don't, like, take time to, like, pick them up or anything, and I scurry over, and I reach up to the doorknob and open it and peek through just very slightly, and I say, mm, Why are you bothering me so early? Um, well, it's not that early. It was a good eight hours of long rest that we were supposed to have. Yeah, but... Slamming on my doors. They're kind of rude. I do agree, uh, Timber. That was a bit rude. Um, however, Timber I is, thought... is happy as a dog. <laughs> um, I just thought there was much that we had to discuss given the events. Um... All right, come in. 
And I open the door and scurry back into bed. You notice uh, the scattering of pages and his books open all around uh, where he had fallen asleep the night prior. And he sits sort of amongst this, the half circle of texts all around him. Oh. Yeah, I'd also like to imagine that I was not being very secretive about my possessions. And you definitely see the bell and the vials that I had collected from the previous 100%. time just all over the place. Yeah, you see you see an empty vial, you see a stoppered uh, um, vial of, uh, uh, you took, the, you took the, the cloudy yellow one, right? The, the cloudy one and the red one that was bubbling. Yep. yep, so you see the cloudy mixture, you see a red bubbly one that's about half full of this red carbonated-like uh, liquid. Uh, you see a uh, silver bell sitting there. You see pretty much everything he, he found and, and a lot of his other just personal belongings just Kim, scattered about. Kimmer's going to go over to the, uh, the, the vials and just kind of do like a... I, I snap at his uh, snout. I hit it. Ugh. Get away from that! It's dangerous! Well, I see you made yourself quite at home. Anyways, I've got these two rocks that we found. The druid's longhouse here's one that was used to dispel a darkness spell um beneath in the dungeon where they were keeping mushroom zombies similar to that rat that you've seen whereas this one i'm not quite sure what it does hmm. also this ring i have still that i can't quite take off any way you can identify it <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've been meaning to do that, but you see, I'm kind of a little bit out of money, so maybe if you could buy the components for my identify spell? <laughs> of course, I mean, of course, whatever we need. Much, you know, it's it's really like chump change. Normally I wouldn't bother you with it, but I mean, kind of a little short right now. But uh, if you want me to take a look at those rocks, I can uh, cast some rituals right away and... Uh, we can see what types of magic they are. Of course. That works. I shall see about procuring those uh, commands for the identify spell. Yeah, all you <laughs> need is, uh, you know, just n nothing too serious. Just, a, you know, a, a pearl that's cost 100 gold pieces. Why? <laughs> what? Ilvania! Bayasura, Bayasura, Bayasura! Ilvania. Ilyuvani, Ilyuvani. By the nine. By the By the dead gods. That's quite a bit of change. Well, I'm sure the Lord would be more than happy to part with such a thing. He does yeah, really you know, like us for some. We do have a reward coming our way. Uh, so yeah, let me, uh, let me get to work here. And, uh, I'm just gonna see if I recognize the runes at first that are on the rocks, if mm -hmm. it strikes any chords with me before I start casting a ritual. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so the, uh, give me an arcana check. Natural one. Uh, <laughs> they are definitely magic runes. Mm, yep, they're definitely magic runes. <laughs> Uh, I begin casting my ritual. <laughs> Detect magic. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so you see Wizwick sits down and begins to uh, meditate or concentrate his uh, his enchantments over the um, 
uh, over the two stones. Is there anything you two would like to do as he's doing that? Also, Scarlet and Cal, you are waking up at this time. Uh, Kiron would just be sitting there waiting to see what happens. Um, Maybe to, fidgeting with the ring. <laughs> Timber uh, would go back over to the vials now that Wizwick is busy. Okay. Um, are you trying to They're investigate right them? In front of me. <laughs> I know, but you can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I can still look at you. <laughs> and I can look at you too while I do this. <laughs> uh, yes, I would like to just give it a little sniff sniff, see if I, I can recognize them if how if they're common. Yeah. Uh, give me an investigation check. Oh, those are my worst ones. Oh. Twelve. Uh, I mean, it's hard to discern. Um, the red one has some smells to it that are familiar. The, the orange one is not familiar other than you can kind of very barely get some hints of the thorny root that you already examined um, smell-wise. Uh, the red one smells like it's so faint, but smells like it might have some similar components to a healing potion. Uh, as far as your uh, ritual cast of Detect Magic, Wizwick, once it goes up, you see the two stones are lighting up, and you see Curon's ring lighting up. You see your bell lighting up, of course, and any other magical goods you all have. But um, the uh, um, both the stones have uh, abjuration magic showing around them. And then... Um, Curon's uh, ring uh, is somewhat, uh, it's to you, it looks like enchantment magic, but it's just not quite right. It's like one degree off. <laughs> hmm. Well, it seems like these two stones are abjuration. That usually connects to some sort of uh, sometimes negative magical abilities but also barriers of sorts. And I, I could see how it could be something that allowed you to see passage, could have something to do like a key of sorts. Um, yeah, that's pretty much where I get from them. As for your ring, uh, it doesn't seem to have anything super telling. Enchantment, maybe? Very difficult. There must be some sort of dark secret behind it. You're going to have to pay me in order to learn more. I thought we were friends. Like I said, it's the spell components. I can't handle that. Yes. Just make sure you pay me in pearl. <laughs> Gold doesn't work. Very well. Okay. <laughs> Cal would wake up. Yes. <laughs> And I would, uh, some I would make sure that, yeah, more bets at calisthenics. Chill out. Calisthenics. Um, I would, uh, make sure that my clothes were cleaned, um, and everything was nice and neat. And then before chate, before getting into my clothes, I would do my, my morning routine, uh, which has been the same for many years. And it's 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups. <laughs> <laughs> And a hundred crunches to work out the upper abs. Um, 
then some like basic like running. Well, because we're not. I would go for a run. Uh, it's, it's, maybe, it's a ten k. It's a ten k. Maybe about a ten k run. Yeah, but yep. I don't. We don't have time for that this morning, so I would just do some basic like, uh, uh, basic leg kind of like dynamic warm up stuff essentially. Um, Absolutely. And then I would uh, uh, make sure that I stop sweating first, and then change into my clothes. What's on? So you're naked workout for all of that. Yeah, well, I'm. Well, I, I didn't imagine myself completely naked, but like pretty much naked. Yeah. Yeah, I'm imagining the uh, the intro sequence to American Psycho. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of, but a little less ominous, you know. With, a little with, less with no uh, monologuing. Yeah, it's, it's not supposed to be ominous. It's literally just work, but that, it's pretty much that exact same. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I would uh, leave my room and look around, and then knock on. Scarlet's door, probably. Okay. Scarlet, you hear a knock? Um, before he knocks, all I was doing after I woke up is I'm just going to, like, unpack my bag and just kind of organize everything and put it back, put my dagger back in my boot, um, carefully put the letter back so that it's not going to get wrinkled or anything like that. And I'll go answer the door. Okay. Cal is standing there. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Scott, up. good morning. Good morning. Um, I did want to ask you something. Um, sure. What did you think of the Lord's offer? The offer to go with him to Meduin? Yes, that was. Um, where is Meduin? I forget where it is on the map. I believe yep. it's northeast. Correct. Cal is correct. It is northeast of here. Nerd. <laughs> so yeah, so it's sort of a tr so based on so like you have a past you've been to Portslad before, yeah. Anna or Scarlet. Sorry, <laughs> those, those of you who don't know, Anna is Shannon's character in another campaign. Uh, Scarlet. So you, Meadowin is north of Portslad. Well, you came uh, northwest to come to Imagine Set, mm -hmm. so it's a little uh, further away from where you. It's, it's actually quite a long journey from what you've heard and. Cal would know it's it's a long journey from here. Is it back in the direction of Oxland, or is it the other way? No, oh, it's it's away from okay. from the, the lake. Oh, so it's north northwest, not north. Sorry. Yes, correct. Actually, sorry, that was my bad again. I keep messing up my east and west with left and right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so it's northwest of here. Um, northeast is Oxland. Okay, but we're not going that way. Okay, thank you. Um. It seemed interesting. I mean, I say we try and question him and get any information out of him before we decide if we're going or not. Mm. So it seems like an awful long journey. Well, it certainly is, uh, especially uh, overland. I think is the the right path to take there, right, DM? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, but if he pays well enough, I'm for it. You know, I don't really have anywhere else to be. Plus. Money in the pocket is always a, a benefit. Um, Quite agree. Yes, what are you up to today? Well, I actually wanted to ask you something. This, yes. Uh, you're you're well-versed in manners and formalities, yes? Moderately. Um, my master trained me to uh, uh, be able to... Huh? Um, deal with the, the upper-class clientele that we had. So, this feast that we're going to tonight, do you think that requires more formal garb? 
requires. Uh, I mean, I would. My master would say yes, and and uh, probably, frankly. All right. Well, and I suppose we're gonna have to go shopping. This Lovely. That was actually part of why I had asked you here. I was going to see if you wanted to come into town and look for a tailor with me. <laughs> well, that sounds just lovely. Excellent. Shall we gather the rest of everyone? Let's do it. Um, I'd like yeah. to, to leave. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I guess I don't have to leave Scarlet. I was going to say, like, if she needed to do anything else in her room, I'll go get everybody else. Okay. I don't need to do anything else. I'll go with you. Sharon, uh, you might want to uh, check your height and maybe your weight. Maybe if there's any strange markings on your body. You know, just keep track of the little things. I mean, no real reason. I'm just saying, like, it's worth just, like, keeping an eye, make sure you're physically fit and all. You seem a little shorter to me today. Do you think it's the ring? Do you think the ring's making me shorter? Well, we can't say for sure, because we don't really know what it does. But, you know, it's better safe than sorry. Can you measure me? I don't quite have a measuring. Wait, no. I take my quarter staff and, like, compare it, like, where it would usually sit, maybe shoulder height or whatever, and be like... Um, it seems like I haven't lost any, uh, uh... Height. Yes, that's the word. I'm gonna for weight. Kind of like feeling his stomach. <laughs> I don't know how this would tell one their weight. I feel. I mean, he looks a little. It's at that point though, you hear a knock on your door. <laughs> <laughs> and Cal shouting for Wiswick. Wiswick, get up! <laughs> I'm up! I'm up! These two Come already in. cooked me up. At, it, at it, this point, I start collecting my stuff because I know that we're going to get, like, kicked out at some point. Yeah. Timber and I are in here. Come on in. Pip, pip, ah, cheerio. Well, gentlemen, um, what was that? Kieran? What? What did you just say? What did you just say? I Doesn't said, well, Kieran gentlemen, and you fatter. said... <laughs> <laughs> I do not. Do I look fat? Hip, hip. I don't know. DM, does he look fat? <laughs> Kieran, how much did you eat last night? <laughs> <laughs> I ate a small um, picking of uh, vegetables and grains. He, d- he does not look fat. He looks just like loose, Kieran. Just loose grains? That's what you think? Yep, like, like you know, the... the like a bird. That you pick. Like a bird. Mostly oats. <laughs> Mostly oats. Uh, Mostly oats. Anyway, gentlemen, <laughs> um, we are... Uh, Scarlett and I are heading into town to pick up accoutrement for uh, this evening's feast. Uh, I wanted to invite you gentlemen if you wanted to pick up anything along with us. I mean, I'm into anything that's cute. What's a tremont? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I want to know what a tremont is. It sounds adorable. No, no, no. Accoutrement. It, it, it means clothes. <laughs> oh, okay. In what language is that? That's uh, Old Undurian. <laughs> <laughs> Barely spoken anymore. <laughs> Almost no one knows it. Except for your master? 
Well, him and and my my family actually did. It doesn't matter. Let's um let's uh. If you're coming, we're heading out soon. Well, I got a date with the rich man's library, and I doubt they'll have anything my size anyway. So. Would you like me to keep an eye out for anything your size? Uh, possibly. Nothing too flashy. Understood. Okay. I believe Q? I will stay here uh, with Wizwick. Would like to speak with the Archdruid. Okay. Um, if you find any books on language, um, check them out for me. I'd like to read them. Of course. That I was think to Wizwick too. We, yeah, before we do anything, though, we should probably collect a reward. You're gonna need it. Uh, what for? The accoutrement. Yes. You you gotta pay for it somehow, right? <laughs> right. I, no, that's handled. Don't worry. Um. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't hurt, I suppose. He, was he paying us now? That seemed very vague, and I should have locked that down. That's on me. <laughs> is, he, is, is he paying us now, or is he paying us if we decide to go with him? He's extending our contract. I didn't really get that. I believe uh, he was going to pay us regardless. Yes, he did uh, say he was going to pay us either way. He okay, did hope well, that we went with him, though. I do mean Well, let me finish my breakfast, and I'm going to walk her out. <laughs> What would you do? And you notice Cal is chewing on some of his rations. Uh, <laughs> By the way, Scarlet, I just, uh, real quick, um, does yeah. Timber have a cloak that you keep being? He does, but I told him I was keeping it. Oh, um, just curious. I just felt something was missing from him. <laughs> uh, what are you guys talking about? Why does a dog need a cloak? To keep well, warm. Why does anyone need to come? Exactly. I mean, he's got fur, though. He's a very chilly wolf. I wouldn't mind a cloak. <laughs> <laughs> Ask the Lord. I'm sure he'd be more than happy. It's at well, that point. <laughs> it's at that point. <laughs> you, you hear a very stern... <clears throat> as you see, uh, uh, one of the servants is standing at the end of the... Uh, the hallway up by the stairs just sort of, uh, the Lord would like you to join him for breakfast down in the hall. Glad I didn't eat any of my rations. <laughs> that would probably spoil it, please, eventually. I have a fast metabolism. I need to eat. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> you are brought uh, down. The, the servant leads you down into the uh, same long hall, there's just sort of um, high up windows uh, in the thatched uh, um, triangular roof with light coming down in, and you see the Lord is just sort of sitting there. There's no one with him. He's just enjoying uh, a breakfast of eggs and bacon and, and other, uh, some porridge. Um, and uh, as he sees you, he just says, ah, yes, welcome, come. I thought we would deal with business early over some breakfast. Good morrow, my lord. Thank you very much. Sit down. Morning. Takes a seat. And you see, sort of, uh, pushes a few pl uh, platters forward to you. Uh, one of bacon, one that looks like some eggs. And um, and then he uh, just looks as, well, is there anything else I could get you? Uh, the servants, we've got quite the store here. 
This is excellent, thank you. I'm sure Timbo wouldn't mind some more of that meat that he had last night. Or it doesn't have to be quite that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Please, get my uh, my friend Scarlet her hound some fresh meats. And he just sort of like snaps at the servants and they wander off. Uh, so, you don't have to decide yet, but I was curious as to what your leanings were for coming with me to Meadowin. Well, frankly, we haven't all discussed it as a group. Though I do know that some talk of uh, if we would be... Uh, it's, 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 it's a twofold question. The first is, in what capacity would we be joining? Would we, would we be guards along the way or, or something a little different? Well, I'd certainly be employing you in that sense as uh, protection. Um, as I said last night, our numbers are slim in the guard, and it would not be wise of me to bring too large of a party of guards out with our caravan. Um, and seeing as this is a high-profile prisoner, we would do well to have some adventurers with us we can trust, especially those who can employ the use of the arcane, as I've seen and heard of your exploits. Well, uh, that is a relief then, or at least uh, definitely clears that up. And then there is the matter, and I do not mean to be crass, my lord, but understand that we do, um, we do like need to know what the matter of compensation would be for this kind of a job, as Meadowin is quite far. Yes, Meadowin is uh, quite a distance from here. It's take us quite a few days to get there. Uh, well, see, well, we're already planning uh, <clears throat> to share with you some of our uh, collections from the Circle of Ash. Um, as far as in the journey itself, uh, I can offer you um, a group sum of at least from my personal treasury, uh, 150 gold pieces. Each. Oh, oh no, 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 my friends, the neuron. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is Dungeons and Dragons. The economy is totally fucked. It's not, it's certainly nothing makes sense. Your porridge is going to cost you seven gold, but I can't part with seven gold. <laughs> oh, that sword is worth 30,000 gold, enough yes. to buy the entire kingdom? <laughs> and my castle cost me 300 gold to build. Do you think I would <laughs> now, uh, 150 gold to split amongst you for you know, a, quite a... Uh, you know, a week's worth of, of, of work at least, you know. It won't take us a week to get there unless there's trouble, but it will certainly, I'm sure you would like to um, stay with us for a few days there to protect us and um, we can come back or we can part ways there. Excellent. And we can, and we can hire others to protect us on the way home, but I do hope uh, you would continue our business relationship. Understood, my lord. As as uh, as I'm sure you would allow, we do need some time to think it over and discuss it. Mm. Um, either way, we will be here through at least the feast, and we will let you know. I would say by tonight. Excellent. Your your plans for the morrow. Um, uh, another matter that is perhaps a, a tad crass as well, but we were wondering if we could get our share of the loot from the uh, druids' uh, palace before leaving. We're going to head into town for the day. 
um, and pick up some provisions, and the money would, would obviously help. Or any, our reward would help us uh, gather. Yes, of course. Uh, certainly. Dashes over for a servant who returns. Um, exits out into the uh, another room. He says, well, you see, there's certainly a, a large sum of treasure, as you may have seen in Druid's hall. Um, mm. but a large portion of that is belonging to the town. And it will be returned to the community, especially uh, as I've been advised to do to compensate some of the families of Archdruid Ordens. Crimes, um, but we were able to keep some to go to my own treasury and as well as your pockets. Uh, and at that point, the uh, servant comes in with a small chest, drops down on the table, and opens it up. He says, uh, "And we have here, um, <clears throat> whoa, one hundred gold pieces for your taking." I split it into quarters, pass it out. None for ten. He's a wolf. He doesn't mean what? That's what happens when you uh, hear a wolf all the when time. When you're a dog. Gold. <laughs> so you each get uh, 25 gold pieces. Cool. Kind of, Kieran would look at Timber and goes, Well, I don't know. Shouldn't we at least allocate something um, in case the wolf needs a bone? <clears throat> um, I mean, we could just buy a chicken and give him a bone. I don't. Right. Uh. Yeah. You want so... me to pay the wolf out of? I mean, yes, he's wonderful. He's a good companion, but he's. What is he gonna do? He can't spend it. Don't no, worry I... about it. I'll co I'll I'll cover to this. That's what I figured, and I'll obviously I will buy him food if he needs it. Not a big deal. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, my lord. Um. The things that you've taken from the Archdruids, um, I was wondering mm. if I could look through them. There was a few books that I thought uh, might be helpful. I believe I saw one of your guards bringing it back. A, a red leather-bound book. Hmm. I'm unsure of what you're t which trinket you're talking about. I haven't had time myself to peruse uh, what we've gathered from the, their quarters. A lot of it will need to be kept by us, too. Of course, I just I just mean to look at it simply, just to see what they were up to. Uh, as I mentioned, there's something larger afoot here. I would like to look into no, Certainly. And, and, and I do mean that your continued business with us would be to ensure whatever is larger at foot is dealt with, so that we do not need to continue dealing with zealots. That we can return our people to their humble traditions with no blood. Zealots. I hate zealots. <laughs> um, he sort of gestures and says, Well, I, uh, I also believe I owe my little friend here, my Snifleblin, uh, some access to my libraries. Why, yes, I'm quite excited. I've stayed up late last night thinking about it. Absolutely. Well, my uh, <clears throat> estate librarian is willing to uh, accompany you into our studies for a total of one hour for you to peruse and find what you'd like. And I have given him permission to allow you to cover one text from the library to bring with you on our journey. 
Well, then it's mighty considerate. As long as you come with us. If not, then that text will be yours for the evening. Hmm. Well, it is a library. I wouldn't want to steal what knowledge is for the people, right? Uh, I guess uh, I will have to think about that. I really do appreciate the offer, though. Um, it's definitely putting you more towards the side of... I didn't really have any reason to come with you, honestly. But, <laughs> and but the, now... uh, the Lord chuckles uh, at that. I understand. I truly do that it may seem a strange request since we've only been working together for uh, one evening. Um, but good, good... Adventurers, hard workers, those with talent are hard to come by, especially in Tresix. And I have a vested interest in, well, investing in talent. Uh, You're very perceptive, Harland. I, I've been, we've been cool since we first met. I think this is going to be a wonderful relationship. By the way, uh... I think that maybe my friend uh, Manuron had some interest in coming with me into the library. Perhaps he can join me? If it's all right, my lord, I don't mean to intrude. It's just, you know, knowledge, power. Well, certainly, uh, you can accompany uh, Wizwick into the uh, library, Manuron, but I'm afraid you... We will not be able to take a book out as well. I understand. No made arrangements for one text to be taken from the library. But uh, certainly, you may both uh, join uh, my estate's librarian into the uh, study to look for any text that you'd be interested in. Plan town. As for the rest of you, I, uh, I do hope you enjoy your profits of this endeavor, and please... Enjoy Imagine's set. Now, despite the dirty deeds that we must have completed, there are still quite, quite a few sites to be seen and shops to be visited. And I'm certain that several of the uh, merchants who are traveling are still in town. Thank you, my lord. Of course. Uh, <clears throat> thank you for joining me and... If you have any other requests, you can uh, uh, <clears throat> you can uh, speak with uh, Milo here. And you see the uh, the man who brought you down, sort of just standing there with his arms behind his back, just looking forward. Just mm. I bid you adieu, and I shall see you for the feast tonight. Try to be here by sunset for the festivities. Thank you, my lord. I uh, I want to pull Kieran aside. At one point, when I notice, like maybe he, everybody just seems distracted. I'm gonna whisper to him. I'm gonna say, "I have a sneaky plan. If you're interested, I." Oh, I was with you, devil. I've got, I've got a wonderful spell in my spellbook that I believe I have gained the experience to concoct. It is known as invisibility. Well, butter my buns and call me Biscuit. I know the spell as well. Well, you know, it's the perfect amount of time for uh, you to go adventuring if I distract this librarian as I study, asking him questions and such. 
Maybe you can go and find out a little something about what this, uh, what, about the Archdruid or where he's hiding or anything else you'd like to do. I appreciate that very much. It's not quite my style to go... Well, I, I mean, we can trade we spaces, have. but you're gonna have to find something good in the library for me to borrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'll leave that up to you. Very well. Uh, if you think, if you don't want to do it, I mean, I'm just offering. Oh, no, I, I will. I believe that's a great idea. All right, then. We're on. Okay. Um, so the three of you, uh, Scarlet, uh, Timber, and uh, Cal are planning on heading into town. Um, Wiswick and Kiron are going to be heading into the Lord's study. Uh, to observe his library with the librarian. Um, before we head into um, that... I'm actually going to go with uh, Kiron and Wizwick. Easy enough to do. Timber doesn't Scarlet, need clothes. Feel abandoned. Man. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Timber, Timber doesn't need clothes. <laughs> he needs a cloak. Apparently. You haven't talked to me all morning, man. <laughs> <laughs> He, giving uh, you the cold shoulder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cold See, must, yeah, it must be cold without that cloak. Yeah. <laughs> oh. If only I could get it warmed up. <laughs> so you all easily enough finish your breakfast um, and plan to go about your day's business. Kieran actually Kieran. chokes a little. <laughs> chokes on uh, a particularly undercooked uh, asparagus. Um, but For breakfast? Uh, Disgusting. You've never had Brexparagus? <laughs> uh, unless there's a um, specific conversation you want to have, Cal and Scarlet, I'm thinking that we can sort of um, speed RP through by, buying clothes. Um, and then um, uh, check in with uh, Kiran and, uh, and the rest in the uh, library. Um, but uh, yeah, when you exit out of the... Uh, the keep after your breakfast. There is um, a small, uh, a smallish crowd of, of, of people kind of moving through uh, the town. There's not quite as many. Um, you've noticed that quite a few of the uh, um, visitors have left at this point. It's kind of like that third day of the festival where there's like really gross, like um, hay on the ground that was soaking up all the mud and it's just, great smells people are cleaning up their carts there's a few merchants left in town who are just sort of uh, milling about you leave the circle of the hearth and easily enough um get into the uh circle of the market and um cut to montage uh uh cal and for trying on different outfits to be like oh i like that on you Ooh, i'm not a big fan of that <laughs> um and then like we don't show us we buy any any clothes yet, but then we cut to us sitting in like a cafe, people watching, <laughs> and we're like we're like judging everyone that walks by, and then we cut back to trying on clothes, and then we see like we walk out with nice bags. <laughs> uh, in those bags. <laughs> in those bags are some nice clothes for you, Macau. Some nice clothes for Scarlet. They're not. Hat. I buy a hat. Okay. Um, it's very how, important. How big of a hat? It's not huge, 
But it's, it's not small. It's not a small hat. Hey Tim, yeah, why don't you, why don't, why don't you put it on, actually, Tim? Can, why don't yeah, you, Tim? Why don't you put it on? Yeah, yeah, I can put it on. I can put it on. It looks a lot like this. <laughs> yes. It's exactly what I thought. Of. <laughs> I'd say um, you. It was. There's only like one tailor in town, and yeah. he was pretty well stocked because of the festivities. So it's easy enough to find the clothes you want. They're not super high quality. Like you, sure. you know, they're not uh, nobleman's wares, but they're definitely above the peasant garb and definitely something nicer to wear to a, a feast. Um, you could easily enough find a hat. It doesn't have a feather in it, so you have to find your own feather. But uh, <laughs> um, easy enough. Whatever I end up buying, can I just make sure that it covers um, up here? Yeah, easy enough. Like you can. Um, Imagine you buy nicer garb, not like a dress or anything, but uh, just sort of similar to Cal's attire, I imagine, um, as best you can get with a feast cloak, I'll say, um, that just sort of co covers the covers the upper portion, kind of maybe comes a little high on the neck, um, mm -hmm. and then is it's not a long cloak, mm -hmm. but it is a short cloak in the back that has its own sort of tressing. Um, altogether, I'd say... Um, for each of you, it would cost about... Uh, oh, I want to get um, mirrors of the clothes that I bought for myself, but in children's size. Okay. Uh, and you want, and I'm guessing you want, like, as close to exactly what you're wearing exactly as possible? Exactly the same thing. <laughs> so it takes a little while. It, it takes you a little while to work with the tailor who's, like, finding little, like, push, putting together a similar outfit. It's not quite exactly the same, but it'll yeah. do. Um, but you do find what uh, appears to be. Um... How tall are you, uh, Wiswick? Uh, what three three feet five inches, something like that. What appears to be a very young child, <laughs> yeah. like 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 maybe like a like a special birthday, a special like uh, Everflame ritual for a a, a a youth entering into childhood, a toddler entering into childhood. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna say a baptism first gown, comedian. but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a first flame ritual, ever flame ritual communion garb, uh, but similar to your own. Uh, so I'll say for Scarlet to find just her sort of similar outfit. Uh, what colors are you looking to get it in, Scarlet? Black. Black. Okay. <laughs> Easy enough. Um, so it uh, it'll probably cost you about three gold pieces. Um, and then for Cal, what colors is it? Uh, some, you had blue attire before, right? Uh, I was wearing white. Okay. Are you looking to get a, ah, there he is. Are you looking? Ooh, that's, that's nice. It's well painted. Um, uh, I'm looking, I mean, for feast day, let's uh, change it up a little. Let's, let's, uh, what are the traditional colors of Tressex and what are this Lord's colors? Uh, so this Lord's colors are a, um, uh, somewhat of a, a burnt umber and a, uh, a, a, a vibrant um, but, but slightly darker green color. Um, Would you call it forest green? I might call it forest green. Uh, so a, a sort of a burnt orange color um, as the backdrop with the green color coming forward. As well, the... then I'm going to do a forest green um, jacket with uh, burnt umber like detailing on the collar and the sleeves. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then not change really anything else. The rest is like, I'm not wearing his colors per se, but like close, you know? 
there's flashes of his colors. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. Uh, easy enough for you. That plus uh, your child's clothing for Wiswick is going to run you about uh, five gold pieces. Five gold pieces. I'm going to talk him down. <laughs> would you like to talk the, uh, the, the... I would. All right. Give me a, uh, give me a persuasion check. Okay. It's at 11. <laughs> uh, the the tailor, it's a it's a very uh, um, older gentleman. Just, and these are the only threads you're gonna get for a hundred miles. This quality, a hundred miles, hundred miles, <laughs> maybe a hundred fifty. I don't know. Well, for a hundred fifty, of course, I'll pay full price. <laughs> <laughs> Easy enough. Uh, so we'll take takes the gold from you, uh, <clears throat> wraps it all up in nice packaging for you. And uh, you're on your way. Um, I will say the only thing that you might notice um, is uh, <clears throat> Scarlet. You do notice a familiar cart in the middle of the, uh, the circle um, packing up and kind of getting ready to leave. And you see, um, you see a donkey that looks hardened, like it's experienced a lot of... Uh, um, Turmoil, like it's seen battle almost, and you see a goat on the back of the cart. Um, is <laughs> Betty and Leaf, <laughs> and you see a, a man, uh, a rotund man, uh, with a, a very aggressive mustache and a very a hat bigger than uh, um, cows, and he's just sort of packing up his cart, uh, getting ready to leave. It is uh, Mycroft, the uh, merchant. Saying his name. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll well as we're walking back, I'll kind of just like walk by and good morning. Oh, Scarlet, that's it, Scarlet. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. I'm so happy to see you. I didn't, I thought I'd see you at the festivities. Oh, we got caught up in some other things. Did you attend? Oh. Oh, well, of course, of course. I sold most of my goods. I picked up some even better goods for cheap. Uh, where's your hound? He's not, um, he's not speaking to me at the moment. I mean, he doesn't really speak because he's a little bitch. Metaphorically speaking. Oh, oh well, <laughs> but he was quite loud when we were, were traveling together. Uh, I, did you get to enjoy the festivities yourself? Uh, yes. Yes, we did. It was quite lovely. We're actually heading back to finish the celebration. Oh, yes, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard. I've heard there's quite a feast going on tonight. Think you can get your old friend Mycroft in? <laughs> I'd love to, to rub shoulders with that crowd. Sell all sorts of wares. Make a fortune! We can definitely see what we can do. I right before... around skeptically. Yeah, this guy, this Cal, with your sort of um, instincts, this man seems like a grifter amongst grifters. <laughs> I've, I've just, you know, I have so many wares to sell now. I've sold all the cheap goods I found in poor Slad, and now I've got some real special stuff. You might be interested yourself. Mycroft has wares if you have coin. Mycroft has wares if you have coin. <laughs> Why don't you show me what you've got? Oh, yes, yes, yes. You see here, he slaps a crate that's in the back. He says, I'm willing to show you the contents of this crate. I was keeping it secret before because I was 
Not sure you had coin, but judging by the packaging in your arms right now, I'd say you may have come upon some coin beyond the coin I paid you. You seem correctly. Oh, well, you see here, you see, opens it up, and you see a row of vials within. Um, you see here, I've got some of the best potions. Best potions. Do tell. Uh, see, I myself, I dabble in the alchemical arts as much as a traveling merchant can. And you see, I have an array of colors here. And you see the potions. <laughs> the potions are like the spectrum of a rainbow along the uh, length of the uh, um, mm-hmm. the box. There's probably about twelve potions in there, okay. ranging from uh, um, like bright reds to purples to greens to blues. What what do the indigo ones do? Oh, the indigo ones. You see, you see those ones. They'll make you fight ferociously. Make you fight with the strength of a thousand men. You can mm. cut oh, down any. Spider. You can cut down any spiders. Because those are spiders that look. Do you remember those spiders? We've I... been through so much together, Scarlet. They're, they're so hard to forget. <laughs> oh well, I do thank you again for saving my donkey and my good goat leaf. Now, <clears throat> donkey. Now, can I interest you in any of these potions? Do you have anything that? Well, I do pride myself on being quite stealthy, but do you have anything that would make me even more so? Oh, make you light on your feet. Make you just disappear into the darkness. Exactly, that's exactly right. Traversing any darkness. Any one. I think I might. And you see he goes over and he pulls out a very thin vial of a very light green liquid. He's like, this here, this here, this here. This will make your steps have no sounds at all. Your steps. Step, 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 and no one will hear you at all. And how much would that cost? It will cost you 25 gold pieces. Oh. Well. Which, a woman of your taste, with your new companions, chump change. And how about um, any potions of healing? Do you have any of those on you? Potions of healing, potions of healing. A classic. Worthy for an adventurer like you. Perhaps your friend here, he's got that fancy blade. Would you like some potions as well? Um, uh, I'm okay, thank you. Oh, well, <laughs> perhaps, perhaps we can convince him, right, Scarlet? Good friends. Us. Good uh, he, pulls out, he pulls out another little vial, same size, red, red liquid inside. It's a slight pinkish hue. Uh, he's like, here, this here, a great potion of healing. I've got... At least three here of varying grades and quality. This one, my, this one will, uh, will give you a little kick, give you a little bit of health back. Uh, it's about the weakest I've got, the cheapest I've got, but I've also got a slightly better one. He pulls out another one that's a darker red, and then he's like, I've got this really strong one, <laughs> darkest of reds. Heal you right up. You could fight a dragon. Drink this potion back to full health. I assume that one's pretty expensive. Oh, extraordinarily expensive. Mm. <laughs> uh, can I roll um, maybe insight or something to, probably insight, to try to figure out if any of this is real or if it's all bullcrap or like what this guy is <laughs> chilling here? Uh, give me an insight check. All right, here we go. Net 20. <laughs> no. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, 12. So nice, nice, nice big 12 for you. Uh, he's... I mean, just just judging by his character, like there could be some 
grifting going on, but mm -hmm. uh, you're not sure if these potions would okay. do anything or if yeah. they are exactly like he's saying. He's just trying to get her to spend a lot of gold. So, can I interest you in one of these three beautiful, beautiful healing potions? This one here will cost you 50 gold pieces. This one here will cost you 150 gold pieces. And this one here will cost you 500 gold pieces. <laughs> uh, well, um, Mycroft, I believe, uh, as much as it was a pleasure to meet you, my master told me to uh, say no to potions. So, I'm... Uh, okay, and I wish to thank you for your time. <laughs> oh, well, that's okay, my friend here. What is your name? Cal. Cal, Cal. You sound of a man of uh, culture and, and knowledge. Uh, I recognize a higher nobility in your voice. Now, certainly you can, you can tell these potions are of the finest quality. And I understand it is a lot of gold. It is a lot of and that's why I'd say for this, this minor healing potion here, mm -hmm. I'll let it go for 40 gold pieces instead of 50. Now, Mycroft, you tell me, why would I buy um, a minor healing potion from you for 40 gold when I could get it down the street for 15? 15 gold for a healing potion? I'd like to see that store. Uh... <laughs> I'll buy them all up, sell them for 30 gold. See, and the the fact that you just said that makes me a little skeptical to uh, want to um, meet your prices, as it were. Mm, well, you see, standard price for gold or for a healing potion, fifty mm -hmm. gold pieces. Any town you go to where there's the there's an alchemist, I can tell uh, you for forty is that, gold. Is that is that true? I, I, based on my knowledge and my moderately extensive travel, is that true? <laughs> Yeah, you've, you've traveled quite a bit. You would have stopped in several towns where there would be at least a local alchemist who may have a potion or two in his stores. It is strange that he has... He It's strange that he claims to have stronger healing potions because you don't yeah. expect that from a traveler. Um, but standardly, it's typically around 50 gold, depending on okay. the region. Some places maybe lighter if they have a higher stock. Some places more if it's a conflict area. But 50 is the typical average. Well, Mycroft, um, how long will you be in town? Are you leaving now? Oh, well, I'll be here at least one more day. You see, I uh, I must be on my way. This town, I've sold all I can here. Excellent. But maybe a little bit more with you. Well, uh, I'll be sure to come and visit you before tomorrow is out. I hope to see you. I will be right outside the gates on my sleeping on my cart with my good friend Beth and Leaf here. Now... My good friend, Anna. Oh, <laughs> my good friend, Scarlett. This is not the other campaign. <laughs> my good tally. <laughs> I know, I know, it's terrible. I no, it's great, it. it's great, it's great. It's um, so my good friend, Scarlett, would you be interested in this discounted health potion? Most unfortunately, I do not find myself quite that flush with gold. Oh, well, it is a terrible shame, terrible shame. Terrible shame. I could potentially let it go for 35 gold pieces. Uh, I'd like to um, stand a little off to the side and shake my head frantically. <laughs> <laughs> um, seeing him do that, um, you know, I think, I think I'm going to wait on that one, but do tell me again about that uh, 
the, the light green potion and i'll look at cal and see what he said about that one. Oh yes yes of course yes, of course this potion potion it's made of the finest finest enchanting ingredients i could find i could purchase with my gold i've made here uh i've <clears throat> when i you've know i travel quite a lot quite I a lot do. and i only hire the best i only hire the best and you did and I did. And I have all manner of herbalists who work with me to find the finest ingredients to create the most valuable potions. So this one, this one here, it is a steal at 25 gold pieces to give you the most deft steps of your life. You'll be required to them when you snuck in your parents' home at night. I would like to figure out how much of what he just said is bullshit. <laughs> give me an insight check. Yep. <laughs> That's better. That's definitely better. It's a 19 plus zero. It's a 19. It's 19? Bullshit. Okay. Like, that's, that's like, uh, <laughs> a potion might, like, do something so minor. Placebo yeah. through and through. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm shaking my head. <laughs> my dear Mycroft, I do appreciate the bargain, but... I think I'm going to save for a little while. I have some bigger purchases on the horizon. Oh, well, I do hope you would keep me in mind when you oh, begin to save this hoard of treasure of yours. I'm certain, you've, I'm certain a woman of your talent, you're flush with coin. And these potions will do nothing in my box. But I understand. I understand. I do. Thank you really. very much, Mr. Mycroft. It was lovely to meet you. I hope you have a wonderful day and bid you a fond adieu if I do not see you again. To this point, that the uh, the 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 goat leaf just sort of like, <laughs> just like bits a little uh, down uh, onto Mycroft's like cloak. He's like, "Oh, dead leaf! <laughs> you you beast! I'm so rude. I apologize, Miss Scarlet, and I do hope to see you again and to make your wildest dreams come true with my wares." Now it was lovely to see you, Mycroft. And if you need any work again, please feel free to come to me. You're the first need, person I'm going to come to. I will certainly need protection in the future. Understood. A pleasure to meet you, Sir Cal. <laughs> and you, Mr. Mike. And at that, he gives you a smile and uh, returns to, closes his case up, locks it, and uh, begins uh, messing around with uh, his crates. Cool. Uh, yeah, so I'd like to walk away. And uh, one more thing before we get back. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to talk to Scarlet and be like, so, uh, Scarlet. Yes. Is Timber, does Timber usually act so moody with you? No, I'm not quite sure what happened. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And are you okay? For now. But a lot of my Understood. Um, odd music as we pass that. <laughs> there. You, uh, as you passed the shop, you saw uh, a bar just plucking a few strings. Well, um, if uh, if you ever want to talk to anyone, feel free to talk to me. And then he kind of like shuts down after he says that. Much appreciated. But I don't want to burden you. Well, you know, we've all got our own thing. Um, but uh, 
uh, if we're going to be traveling together, we should at least feel a little bit comfortable doing that. Yes. Not quite sure I'm ready to speak about what's happening, but... Okay. That is not, not at sure. all how I wanted that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, easy enough. Or, yeah, easy, or difficult enough. Um, <laughs> 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 I'd say this uh, general shopping montage took you the better part of the morning. Um, so I'd say it's it's, it's about uh, approaching that uh, noon time um, when you start heading back to uh, Lord's Manor. Which point we will stop back in with our friends uh, Wiswick and Curon and Timber. Uh, do you want to just like kind of metagame this to quicken? Yeah, uh, we'll do the same thing we just okay. did there, but um, whatever Fast. comes up, yeah, we'll do. Uh, let other people go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the um, uh, <clears throat> sorry, the um, Milo, the uh, servant, uh, come brings you uh, both to the uh, I guess Timber as well. Brings all three of you. While, to... yeah. Sorry, I just just while we're going, uh, Kiran would ask Milo where the Archdruid is being kept. And where the uh, stuff that they took from the arch from the druid longhouse are being mm -hmm. kept. So yeah, and he would easily enough tell you at least where the arch druid is. And he just would say, you know, the arch druid is kept down in the uh, personal prison of our lord Harrison. As far as the effects of the arch druid or any sort of treasures coming from the hall, I'd have no awareness of that. I do not know my lord's. Uh, need for such items nor if they would even be here it's not part of my job fair enough just curious uh and he easy enough easily enough brings you uh to the library opens the door leads you in what you see inside is uh some very beautiful lattice work windows and very tall bookshelves there's at least um uh <clears throat> eight bookshelves that are uh, double stacked um, to the ceiling, um, latticework windows between, candlelight everywhere. And you see at a desk in the middle of the room is a um, is a very uh, young woman, actually, um, with uh, blonde hair, who's just sort of taking notes and looking over at another text as you, uh, as you come in. Hello. Oh yes, are you the uh, the two that the Lord said would stop by today? That is I. Oh yes, well, I will keep a close eye on you, but please take take a look at whatever you would like. There's no secrets here; all the books are at your disposal. Um, but please check in with me when you are to leave. You have one hour in here. Yes, I believe so. Do you um? Might I inquire as to what you're reading? Yes, well, I'm uh, reading uh, the history of the Lords of Magin sets, just uh, taking notes for my leash and uh, hmm. managing, making sure the text is preserved. Well, that is quite uh, considerate of you, looking into the history of your people. Uh, it seemed that your Lord was very... Uh, 
he, he was quite interested in the matter. I'm glad that he has somebody uh, that he can uh, bounce his ideologies off of. Indeed. Uh, what is the layout of this room? Is the only entrance uh, exit the one we came in? Yeah, so the only entrance is the one you came in. It's um, a rectangle, and then on either end, there's a uh, half circle where there's a bookshelf all along the inside of that half circle. Okay, and she's right in the center? She's essentially right in the center. There's windows in the back, um, and she's just sort of working on her text. Are there guards outside? Uh, there's not guards that are, like, posted outside this door. But okay, just, like, patrols? Yeah, you generally noticed at least um, a handful of, of men just sort of meandering in a seemingly ordered way throughout, keeping an eye around. Okay, and doors. We talking about big door leading in and out of this room? Yeah, there's a tall door. Like, Double doors. Mm, Very tall to the, to the ceiling. Oh, beautiful. Fine wood. Of course. <laughs> um, Timber would like to browse around the library and look for kind of like a either a hidden section or, uh, you know, just like a like an area that they don't really want people going to. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Could be blocked off, or it could just not be seen altogether. Just some okay. some sort of a area that. Yeah. Give me an investigation check. Uh, well, that's an eleven. So the room is fairly open. You know, the layout doesn't really prescribe itself to like a restricted section. Um, you imagine that any any text that they didn't want you seeing is probably either removed or in a different location. Uh, Wizwick, how about we start over here? And Kieran brings Wizwick around to like one of the corner alcove things mm -hmm. um, and kind of like moves himself out of sight. All right, my friend. So I'll cast invisibility on myself. But I need you to distract the librarian. Those do doors are way too large for me to uh, uh, get out without her noticing. Uh, I've got just the thing. Don't you worry. I never do, friend. And then with that, I like to imagine Kieran takes his hand and like he how he usually places it on people's heads. He mm -hmm. places it on his own head and just <laughs> casts invisibility. As he oh. does that. I reach into my uh, trench coat, and suddenly a bat appears inside, and I say, Your four favorite words, little buddy. Go bat shit crazy! <laughs> uh, and you and see he immediately that. starts knocking stuff off the shelves. Absolutely. So you just immediately see Jet skid across the entire library to the opposite side away from uh, where you had just cast the spell and just begins knocking books off. Just and just the wings flapping. Kira, uh, uh, Timber, you were just sort of like looking around and you start to see books falling down from the top shelves all around you. Um, like one like hits you on the head a little bit and you're just sort of amidst this chaos and you see the librarian immediately stands up just like, what's what is this? What, how did a bat get in here? And she oh just, my goodness, I'm what? so sorry. <laughs> What's here, this your open bat? The door. Open the door, it'll go out. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> wow. 
One of two things. <laughs> I'd like I'd like Wiswick to just give me a performance check. <laughs> and I'd like uh, Curon to just give me a, a stealth check with advantage. All right, zero modifier. Let's see it. Seventeen. Hey, seventeen. Hey. Wait, wait. <laughs> Let me double check that. Yeah, seventeen. So uh, it is. It seems that her general disinterest in you in the beginning has served to help you here, and that she really didn't even much notice exactly who came in. She just knew that the gnome talked to her. She didn't even look up to see the gnome speaking to her. So she just sort of immediately is not concerned with there being a person missing at this point. Um, so Kiran, you're able to to uh, um, avoid being detected going invisible. Um, and she does, you see her rush forward and just opens the doors wide open. And you see her rush to the windows and sort of wind them open and just uh, she starts to like flap a, a, a tablecloth up at at, at Jet uh, in Monk amidst the chaos, and Kieran, you are able to slip out of the room. Fantastic. All right, what would you like to do, Kieran, now that you're out of the room? All right, first thing Kieran would like to do is find make his way to the Archdruid. Okay. On his right. way, he would be poking his nose into any open. Um, and not like, not like a full poking of nose, but basically looking where he can to see if he can see where the Archdruid's effects were being, had been brought, you know, the stuff they'd taken. Yeah. So what I'd like you to do is give me a, um, investigation check to essentially find your way to the Archdruid. Uh, you do know, the best you know is that he is below somewhere. So you're looking, essentially looking for passages down to the basement area, so to speak. Um, could I use insight and be like, hmm, if I was the person that designed a Lord's Manor, how might I create access? Well, I'll just tell you right away, your insight is that it's probably downstairs somewhere. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair, that's fair. Because <laughs> all you're going off of is... Oh, right, I got it too. I mean, so you have been in here, like, two times already. You know where not to go. <laughs> no, it's true. And it's not, in thinking of it this way, it's not about how not finding it. It's about how long this is going to take. Right. Yeah, so I got a two. <laughs> how long does invisibility last? An hour. Okay. So it doesn't uh, use up all of your invisibility, but it does take you about a half hour. Sort of like, in that you know that way when you're looking for your keys? You're just like sort of running back and forth between rooms, looking at the yeah. exact same things. She spent yeah. an awful lot of time kind of walking into random rooms. So there's just sort of like storage or just leisure areas before you do find down um, sort of, it's somewhat hidden in the corner of the uh, area behind the dais of the great hall is a very narrow passageway that leads down. Um, <clears throat> that leads down into a basement area. Um, when you go down that path, um, you do notice uh, you you do you do hear the sound of guards below. Okay. So I will stealthily descend the rest of the way. All right. Give me a, um, a stealth check with advantage. Ooh, nineteen. Okay. <laughs> um, 
So when you get down below, you see as you get down, uh, you it, it goes quite a, a ways down. And it is a spiral um, before you enter, exit out into a large open space um, where you see uh, a table to your right um, with two guards sitting at it. Just sort of, uh, they're talking lightly. You see they're playing some cards, actually. And then directly across, you see a um, barred gate with a, uh, a guard leaning against the wall on the left. So there's three guards in the room, one directly across, two to your right playing cards. The one directly across is just leaning against the wall, just sort of <sighs> on duty. Through the bars, you can see um, what leads to essentially a larger room with several cells in it. Hard to see exactly what's in there. Okay. Uh, so Kiran would approach the uh the the guarded door um mm -hmm. if i looked at it can i tell if it's locked in any way um so as you reach the bottom of the steps you can see that it is um it does have a large locking mechanism on it and you do see the guard standing right next to it does have a ring of keys on his belt Well, let's see, let's see. All right, you know what I'm you know what Kieran's going to do? He's going to proceed back up the steps. Okay. He's going to take off his invisibility. Mhm. Mm and then as he walks down, he's going to use minor illusion to create a sound. The sound being Lord uh whatever his name, Hammerfall or something. Harrison. You wrote it down. Kieran doesn't remember. And I refuse to write it down now. <laughs> so he would imitate that noise, uh, or the the Lord's voice, and have him say, um, God, men, I'm sending the elf to talk to the Archdruid. Please let him through. And then as he says that, Kiron would walk down and kind of give a little wave. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> Uh, so <clears throat> what I'd like you to do then, um, so with the assistance of the, uh, the voice of the, um, the Lord, uh, mm -hmm. I would like you to roll just a general, like just persuasion check with, um, advantage. Um, what does, does Kiran say anything when he gets down? Uh, he just kind of like gives a little like curt nod, like I'm supposed to be here. Did you not just hear him? Mm -hmm. Let's do this. Got one of my modifiers. Uh, that's a 13. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so you see the two guards playing cards. They sort of, the one on the far side of you just sort of looks up like, well, I thought the Lord was preparing for the party. And you see the key master across is like, Lord Harrison sent you down here. Uh, yes. Did you not hear him? I'm just here to speak to the, speak to the Archdruid for him. Uh, I have some knowledge in uh, the dead gods, and he believed I would be able to get the most from the Archdruid this time. Is he still up there? 
Uh, I don't know. Um, Lord, are you there? Oh, I, it looks it. like he had to go prep for that feast. Um, he's a very busy man. I bothered him a little bit. Uh, you know, I had to, you know, pull that hole. I helped you take down the Archdruid in that large, monstrous construct he had, so... I, give me he was feeling generous. Give me one more persuasion check. Straight persuasion, no advantage. Thirteen again. So the uh, keymaster uh, looks like really narrows his eyes at you. I'll let you in. I'm gonna go find the Lord while you're talking to him. Yes, of course, of course. That's fine. Alright, boys, keep an eye on him. <clears throat> and you see they're sort of like Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um as they go And I give him cards. a little wave like hey. <laughs> uh and you see he turns back and he, op he opens the front gate. Just I won't be able to talk to you much, I'm afraid. But uh you can certainly see what you can find i'll be back with the lord you see he he wanders up the steps and you hear him up there and he sort of leaves the gate open for you to step in kieran steps in yep as you step in it's sort of similar to the um well you would never saw those but it's uh <clears throat> there's several different cells um it's it's a fairly compact space um, there's, uh, two cells on your left and right, and then there's one large one in the back that's sort of half the room. Um, when you approach, there's very light torchlight, um, on either side, but with your dark vision, you can see quite clearly in your shades of blue and orange. And, um, as you approach, you see in the middle of the cell in the back is the archdruid's form. Um, he is in, you know, very literally like bare threads, prisoner clothes. He is on his knees. Um, his leg, his ankles are shackled together and his arms are shackled up like this, um, to chains on the ceiling. And, um, he has a, um, like sort of like an iron, um, mask over his mouth with the chain, a chain tying it around the back of his neck. Um, no mask. Um, you, know, you can just see sort of this very loose, um, balding gray hair, uh, just sort of this weird amalgam where there's like thinning between the long strands of hair that come down. These very vibrantly green eyes um, that are sort of like going in and out, but uh, he's just hanging there. His mouth is completely covered and muffled. Well, tits. So Kieran will. Uh, uh, he's upset. Kieran's, Kieran's pretty upset. He didn't. He didn't really think this through. Though I guess it kind of makes sense to uh, to muffle a uh, mage user that can use verbal uh, to cast spells. Uh, so he'll still approach the cell um, and look at him. Is the archdruid looking back? As soon as you start to step in, and he really hears your steps, he sort of goes from this dazed look to. A very pointed eyes up, staring directly at you. Hello there, Hutch Druid. Um, 
I was hoping we could have a little chat, but that appears a little uh, past you at the moment. And you see, he's sort of like very difficultly untwists his legs and stands up. <laughs> and comes closer to the the uh, edge as close as he can get before it's all taut. And just at this point, Kiran is up against like the cage, like holding mm -hmm. onto a bar or something. Yeah. And he, he's like he's like about like very close like he, he's about five inches from the the edge of the uh, cage and his arms are taut back just sort of the very green eyes uh, staring back at you his skin is he's appears like his hair is obviously gray and, and thin but his skin is is quite uh, alive and he doesn't look as old as his hair would suggest. I don't. What, what are you doing down there, Wizwick? What are the motions? Little ring motion. Give me a little hit. Oh. I don't get it. Um. <laughs> the the mask on him. How hard would that be to take off? Or what's the construct like? Is it locked? Is it just a clasp that I can undo? It's locked for sure. Like you can tell that there's there's a some sort of lock locking mechanism on the back. Hmm. Well, how are you doing? <laughs> Kira asks. You hear the chains <laughs> rattling as he just sort of... <laughs> he hold, I hold up my hand and point to the ring and, he go, and I go, um, can you help me with this? You sort of see, like, it's hard to tell the, any facial expressions, but you kind of see the cheeks come up a little as... It, you can tell he's smiling under that clasp. Yeah, right. Well, and then I take out the journal, um, and I'm like, I've got this of yours, um, and it might take some time, but I'll figure out what's in here, and I'll learn everything I need to about in what you've been doing. I don't believe any god worth their weight in gold would be okay with the sacrifice of innocence to be brought back. You're quite a monster, that Kiran says, putting the journal back in. And sort of as you put the journal back in, you do notice there's this like. <clears throat> there's a frustration behind his eyes as he sees you, sees the journal and sees you pocket it away. Kiran turns to like leave, but then turns back and he goes, The pallid mask. Oh, you can't answer anyways. Hmm. So, Kieran is now confused and doesn't know what to do. <laughs> do we want to go to someone else real quick while I think this out? Yes, we can. Let's cut back. Let's cut back to uh, Wizwick uh, as Jet is scattering around during this whole uh, time of Kieran and trying to find the uh, the Archdruid. I think that as soon as. Uh... I realize, well, I guess I wouldn't really realize if Kiran left or not, but as soon as the door is open for a little while, I, like, telepathically mention to my bat to, like, fly out the door. Yeah, easy enough. And, and like, as soon as he goes out the door, he, he'll, like, just disappear, like I'm chasing him out. Okay, 
yeah, easy enough. Jet scatters out as soon as you know Kiron is left uh, or has enough time to leave and into his pocket dimension. Oh, my. That was quite a scare. I, I apologize. I don't know how that thing got out. Is that yours? Well, yes, but usually he's quite tame. I don't know what got over him. You gonna help me clean up all these books? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, as long as it doesn't cut into my reading time, I'm, I'm happy to stay a little longer. <laughs> I feel like I'm a, like this character is like a school teacher <laughs> scolding you. <laughs> it's like, well, it may certainly will count into your time with the books. You'll be working with the books as you put them back in the shelves. Well, I mean, we've got to agree with that. I mean, I have uh, strict uh, permissions from your lord, right? Like, he's going to... It's not my fault that the books fell down. Well, you've already admitted it is your fault. You said the bat was yours. You but let a bat... I have no control me. over the bat. <laughs> Give me a deception check. That is a three plus zero. <laughs> You're going to stay with me as long as it takes to put these books back. You can look at the books as you put them back. Okay, but you'll help, right? Of course I will. Okay, let's do it. Oh, okay. And she sort of, you see, she goes and pulls like a, a ladder out and sets it down. And starts to stack books in her arms and starts to, and she immediately like, puts one in your arms. Um, what would you like to do as quick? Well, I mean, I'm just going to casually talk with her, but my no. main uh, objective here is to find a spell book of sorts. Mm. Whatever you might be finding. Uh, Cal mentioned something earlier about languages, so mm. if there's any spells that have regarding languages, uh, that would be the main goal. Okay, um, so I would ask to to for... um to also top that. Timber would also be looking through three alchemy books. Okay, uh, Timber, I'd like you to give me uh, an investigation check, and uh, same for you, um, Wiswick. Okay, great. Can I get assistance from the uh, librarian if I ask her? Uh, ask her. <laughs> I, I, you know, you are such a smart woman, and I, I must say, I really do respect you. You must know where every single book is supposed to go. So, I mean, you definitely know if there are any spell books around here, or where they might help someone, uh, maybe a particular gnome, learn how to speak different languages or other magical uh, powers. Uh, give me a um, persuasion check. Seventeen. Quite high. Um, <clears throat> so she re returns. She looks back to you, and she's sort of frustrated as she's got a stack of books, and she's about to start climbing the ladder. Um, and she just she just looks at you. And says, spell books you're looking for? I can't say I know of any spell books in Lord Harrison's library and study. Comprehending languages, there's a few texts on language, not not uh, spell books for any sort of shortcuts for your studies, but uh, I could certainly see about finding a specific book on languages. Are there any languages in particular you're interested in? 
Uh, I'm going to take out my book that has that's filled with languages. And I'm going to say, hmm, maybe you can peruse through this uh, uh, book of that I have discovered on my travels. It, it seems to be written in many different languages. Probably quite difficult to decipher, but anything you can uh, recognize will help. Well, I, I do... already know Dwarvish, Gnomish, and Undercommon. Fair enough. I uh, will take a look at it, but you must finish cleaning this up. Oh, of course. Yes. And I, uh, I'll take a look to see if I can discern the languages. I do know quite a few myself. And she takes the book from your hands, and she returns to her desk to begin studying to leave you to clean up the books on your own. Okay, I, I clean up the books, and in the meantime, I peruse, but uh, nothing too serious. Like, uh, my main goal is already being accomplished, so okay. I'm quite happy. Okay. Uh, Timber, was your investigation check? Twelve. Twelve. Couldn't really find any alchemist books. Because you really only had access to what fell on the floor and what's in the lower shelves, and right. there wasn't really anything that you could um, immediately discern. Uh, Wiswick, um, there doesn't, would, I guess, roll investigation for the books that you're sort of perusing as you put them back. I guess if I had to think of another subject I'd be interested in, mm -hmm. might be like geology, mm -hmm. or perhaps if there's any ancient ruins or places where I might think that there's some magical, uh, yeah. mystery behind it. Cool. I got a 16, it's investigation. Mm-hmm. So, 22? Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. So, you, you do sort of investigate through the books that you're able to put away. Um, you know, you see some that might be interesting to, to these topics. You know, ancient history of uh, Trinwald Valley. Um, but nothing necessarily that's uh, you think would point you towards magical ruins. Um you know, there's really just a few texts you see on maybe ancient cultures of the Trinwall Valley or history of the Crownlands. Trinwall Valley. Trinwald? Mm hmm. Okay. Definitely piques my interest. All right. That, that's pretty much it. I'll, I, I'm, I'm holding the Trinwald Valley book in my hands as okay. I wait for her to finish her studies. Okay. After so, cleaned up, of course. Absolutely. Um, so it would take take a while for her to really to really look at it. Um, she actually uh, stops as you as you're kind of like sitting there wad, watching as you finished. Sort of looks over and you says, "I believe you'd have a better luck returning to me tomorrow. This is quite complicated, and I have not recognized much of these languages, but I can cross reference them with some other texts I know here." Um, Come back tomorrow, I perhaps will be able to identify uh, a little more for you. Well, I'm very sorry, but that will not do. I will just have to manage with what you have uncovered so far. I, I unfortunately don't know if I will be in town tomorrow, as I have some prior arrangements with your lord. And uh, also, that book of yours that I shared with you, it seems to, it's actually kind of a personal possession of mine, and I don't feel comfortable lending it out. 
Uh, oh, well, fair enough. Um, you know, as far as I can tell, looking, referencing a few different pages, it's only been a little bit of time. I'd need a lot more to discern much, but it seems there's, I ca I've counted at least three languages here. Um, yeah. Unsure of what they are, though. Okay. Three languages. Um, all right. Thank you very much for your assistance. You've been a great help, and uh, I must say, I really enjoyed my time here, despite the chaos that I might have caused. Um, why don't we, uh, do you, um, you know, uh, there's a party tonight. I don't know if you're doing anything, but maybe you just want to come with me as maybe a plus one. It would be interesting <laughs> to talk more to you. <laughs> give, give me a, uh, a straight charisma roll. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> right down the middle. Feel it coming so you see, she she sort of like, uh, oh, uh, well, uh, uh, well, I I will already be in attendance to the feast tonight as a member of the Lord's house, um, so I'll just I shall see you there. Wonderful, that sounds great. Well, uh, thank you for cleaning up the mess. I, I you may have caused it, but I appreciate you not abandoning and uh, taking your time to clean. And I look forward to seeing you tonight. <laughs> I shall see you tonight. And with that, you can uh, exit out. Um, and um, I'd say um, by this point, it's quite later in the morning. Um, and uh, Scarlet and, and uh, Cal are quite close to returning. Um, but I'd like to check in with Kiran before they get back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What do you mean? Only an hour's passed. Um, Not that I wanted to do anything. I'm going to kill time. <laughs> yeah. So at this, Kiron walks out into the guard room mm -hmm. um, and looks at the two guards and goes, um, do either of you have a way to get that mask off him? It's a little hard to speak with him. They sort of look up to you and they just say, uh, Fred, no. The keys are with the uh, key master there. When he gets back, uh, perhaps with the Lord's permission, since that is what you came down here with, he will, um, perhaps we can, I, I guess, they sort of look into the room and you see they get kind of scared at this point. The one the one not talking is kind of like, the other one's like, yeah. uh, I rather than you not take it off, he's, you know, he's, he's Scary man, scary bloke. Oh, yes, no, he is very scary and very powerful. However, I have plenty of uh, <clears throat> anti-magic um, uh, precautions for that. Should he attempt anything, I can easily out-magic him, if you will. Mm -hmm. well, I guess, I guess when the Kimasa gets back, we can see of course, of course. Until then, do you mind if I join you? You, you won't play cards with us? 
Oh, yes, I, I don't know how, but if you wouldn't mind teaching me. Okay, oh, sure. Um, so I'm not going to teach you a card game right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say they are like betting, and uh, if you'd like to bet a few rounds, we can just do a quick few rolls to see if you win any money. Um, Three Dragon Ante? Yes, <laughs> sure, that works. Uh... <laughs> I wasn't prepared to play some cards. It should have been <laughs> cards playing cards. But, you should always um, be prepared. You're the one that had them playing cards, not dice I'm, or something. Uh, That's all easier. Dungeon dice monster. They're, they're all just rolling deep plays. Dice monster. It's not you. It's a fairly simple game. You're going to roll uh, <clears throat> three d6s. I'm going to say we'll just do one round. General uh, ante and then a, a second bet. Um, they both put in two pieces of silver. I meet their two pieces. Okay. So go ahead and roll three d6s. Ow. Uh, two threes and a four. Alright. So you can bet again to, uh, re-roll or redraw cards for as many as you want. What am I trying to get to? Uh, you're trying to get uh, uh, pairs, Four. essentially. Four. Oh, pairs? I already got a pair. Or you could try to get another a third. Pair. Okay, so I'll I put another silver in to re-roll okay. or redraw. Three fives! Ooh, it's a one. I'll just stick yeah. with my two threes. Two threes, okay. So... One of the guards puts a silver in to re-roll one. The other guard actually puts three silver in. So the pot's currently at... Um, you put one in, right? Yes. Uh, so the pot's currently at 11 silver. <laughs> okay. Some high-risk friendly game here. Yeah. If only the economy made any sense. Nothing makes sense in D&D. Alright, so then you show them. Show your cards, your your two threes and your yeah. five. One of the guards has two sixes. <gasps> Takes the pot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, a fun, you're a fun bloke to play with. And uh, at that, you see the key master comes down. And he's alone. He doesn't have the lord with him. Mm. He just says, I was not able to find the lord. Uh, seems to have scurried off as soon as he yelled down. Well, he is a busy man, after all. Like you said, busy getting prepared. Um, speaking of which, I did not realize that you would have the Archdruid Mustfold. Would you mind unlocking that, uh... Uh... Thing for me, so I may speak with him? It's quite dangerous, but, uh... Um... You see one of the other ones. He says he says he's got some magic that'll protect us. Indeed. Roll I'm persuasion good. with advantage. Uh, sixteen. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so he sort of looks back at you, and he's he's very nervous about it. But you see, he sort of reaches out for his keys. His, you two ready? Only for a moment. Of course. Just, just 
One, two questions, that's it. Oh, how about three? Fine, three questions and that's it. You ask three questions. Okay, locking what, it if, back, yeah. what if one question leads to another question? Does that count? That's like two it? questions. Okay. <laughs> As Kieran follows him in, he's going to prepare the silence spell to be cast um, once he believes the Archdruid is attempting to speak uh, magic, if you will. Okay. So you're holding the uh, silence spell for any sign of incantation. Correctamundo. Easy enough. Um, <clears throat> so... They open the cell, the two guards are draw their weapons and they're just sort of at the ready. The uh the archdruid is sort of still standing there. Um very like super like frightened. The keymaster sort of takes off the mask, pulls it around, and the archdruid. I don't know if you want to thank me just yet. Uh, well, I'll, uh, <clears throat> I will be the judge of that. Archdruid or Orlin, is it? Orlan? Ulin? <laughs> he, he not, he just, he just, he doesn't respond. And the, uh, the guard says, I'll let you have that one. <laughs> right, sorry, um, I'll make these count. But the archer just sort of smiles back. He doesn't. He doesn't really answer that question. He's not interested in, t in talking and answering stupid questions. <laughs> not stupid questions, but he thinks it's a stupid question. What were you attempting? The sacrifices. The tree must be watered blood only blood will bring our father back only blood will only blood you say only blood will bring bring back your ash yes that is what I've seen how did you come to know of this information? Oh, well, I've heard the voice of the Ash Keeper call out to me. I was meditating, praying to the Font Mother for answers, guide my people. And I heard it so clearly. He begged for help. You understand. You're faithful. I see it in you. You would do anything for your God. Anything. What does the pallid mask mean? what I see in my visions it is <laughs> no <laughs> pleasant country village tunes 
Uh, it is what I see when he speaks to me. I see a mask of ashwood, pale eyes, no mouth, and I hear his voice, his pained, struggled voice. Blood is what he seeks, needs to, to stop it, to bring him back. You see his eyes kind of going wide, just sort of like he hasn't spoken in, in all, all day and, and, and for the nights, and he looks a bit haggard. And the uh, the guard just, one more question, let's see, we go to lock him back up. Kieran holds up the ring and goes, can I get two, just real quick, I can't take this ring off, and I'd really like to know what it is. As... Hmm. As uh, a simple trinket, cursed ring, you won't be able to. Cursed in what way exactly? I will use just a little thing I've worked on. You're cursed. And it's um, that you see they start to t take the uh, the chains to put back over his mouth. Wait, 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 one, one, one more question, one more question, please. Quickly, now. The mushroom zombies, what the fuck is that all about? <laughs> By Iliuvania, that's disgusting. You turn your own into these monstrosities. The pallid mask. The pallid mask gives us strength. Strength to transcend. You should know about that. I, I don't. When... What do you mean? Damn it, I need more time with him. I can't give you more. Sufferable. And at this, Kieran storms out. Um, he thought about issuing command, but since there's three of him, he couldn't quite get them all and decided that wouldn't be the best idea. Okay. Just, just wanted to let everyone know what was going on in Kieran's head. Two, that's fine, but a third throws a wrench. Yeah. Mm. So with that, Kieran marches up the stairs, um, and would return to the library uh, to poke his head in and see what's going on. Has it been an hour? Uh yeah, yeah. Okay. To poke his head in and see what Wiswick is up to. Uh you catch sort of the end of the uh, conversation between the librarian and Wiswick, where he. Um... Asks her to the, uh, the feast. So, have I, is the door, like, ajar, and, like, I'm just hearing this as I'm, like, at the door, and, like, yes. I stifle a laugh as I hear this? Yeah, smooth moves. Mm, something like <laughs> that. With the, uh, so, Kieran would just, like, kind of position himself next to the door, like, not being, like, super stealthy, but, like, being a little innocuous so that if Wizwick walks out, he can kind of be, like... Hey. Hey. Yep. And that's, that's exactly what happens. Wizwick, <laughs> after uh, having his little conversation with the librarian, steps out and, and sees you there. Trying to make some friends all 
Um, yeah, you know, I get around. <laughs> oh, good lord. Oh, by the vine. Uh, Tim, 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 Tim is gonna walk over and just, just shake his head, like, no. <laughs> yeah. um, never, never mind that. It's, it's just a petty little, uh, chat. How'd you turn out? You get, you get the goods? Um, well, so I was able to speak with, speak with the Archdruid, but only for a small amount of time. The gods are very skittish around. Though I don't know why. I have a silent spell ready at any time to shut his trap. What about that fat curse that you've got? Uh, it's not a fat curse. <laughs> he just said I'm cursed. Um, he was not, did not seem interested in talking about the ring for some reason. Um, and he was rather cryptic when I asked him about the work he was doing for his ash keep. What, what about the golem? Did you ask him about the golem? How no, he I didn't ask thing? about the golem. I don't care, it's druid hogwash. <laughs> but I mean, it could have been a clue. Maybe. I was more concerned about the, the grand picture, if you will, of why he's trying to resurrect his Ash Keeper, how he's doing it, and if there's a way someone else could do it without as much bloodshed. Well, it, does, it looks like you didn't strike any interesting notes. I, however, came out with a plethora of knowledge that will be sure to advance our adventures. There is a magical place called, called, I'm pausing for emphasis, called the, the Trinwald Valley. And I believe that there might be some ruins there. Maybe some treasure hunting is in our future. I'm sorry, where is that? I, I show him a map, or I, I tell him where it is. <laughs> Whatever I read. Uh, so, so it's in that moment that you sort of realize, looking over the maps in like the front of the book, very token-esque, uh, the Trinwald Valley is the encompassing lands of the Crownlands between the several mountains that surround it. All of the Crownlands is essentially the Trinwald Valley. Sure, but I took the book with me, and it's got to have like some like points of interest. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a it's a reference map in the uh, in the book for the the valley itself, um, where it's not necessarily. You may see some um, some ruins pointed on there um, throughout, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's there's definitely like points of interest on there that are for reference as you read the book. Yeah, so I just show him the map in the book, and I say, ooh, look yeah. at this one. Very um, interesting. Yes, uh, quite. As for um, our language question, uh, we couldn't really get much out of the hour's worth of research, but uh, we do know that it's made of three different languages, so if we ever come across anybody who could decipher them for us uh, it's it, we've limited it down to at least three interesting well that's good always better to fill in as many blanks as possible I mean we still have those books we took from the archdruids uh, basement what was the one that you took again uh 
yeah, that one was what I was just talking about. Um, I have the Pallid King The book, Pallid King. And I also have the uh, book of the Feywild. Well, and I have the Archdruids, or the Druids History and the Morsir Conflict book. I believe that with these four books combined, we might figure something out if we read them and the DM tells us what we find. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I would say I would say you would need to spend some like significant time with them. So like maybe the rest of the afternoon and, and if you go on the travels perhaps as you're traveling. Right. You should be able to like connect things between the books and gain enough knowledge to, to find something. Um you you just need to spend some time with them. Right. Um, and that's what uh, Kiran would do after that, after, you know, like kind of quick discussion with uh, Wiswick. Uh, Kiran would return back to his room, maybe even go into Wiswick's room with him to read the books. Um, if yeah. that's what Wiswick wants to do. Otherwise, Kiran will read by himself. I think that Wiswick would probably want to do those things, but maybe on the way home, he would start looking for. Like, he would just go for a small walk before he retires back to the inn to... I don't know if we even have a room at the inn. Would we... I guess it would be in the room of the uh, mansion that we're in. Yeah, you could argue... You, you could you could still go back to the um, the rooms you were given in the Lord's Manor. Yeah. Um, seems like Kiran, he's giving you those rooms essentially until tomorrow morning. Right, uh, yeah. Kiran wasn't in his armor. Otherwise, it would have rolled disadvantage on the stealth rolls. Yeah, I imagined you you weren't really, yeah. All right, yeah, so um, I guess there's no reason to go exploring outside of the mansion, so I'll agree with Kiran and go study for the rest of the day, or at least until the rest of them get back. Right, yeah. and if they've got something else to do or say, then we'll decide then. So I imagine you'll you'll essentially study until maybe they come in to disturb you or until the feast. Yeah, exactly. Tim Timber would go find them. Also. Okay. Yeah, Timber, you're sort of after uh, after they retire to study and, and cross reference notes. Uh, Timber, you would um, you would be able to easily find Scarlet and uh, Cal entering into the courtyard and then into the manor. They walk in. Hello, friends. Um, I well, trust you well, all. I guess you, you walk in and you see Timber has, is essentially oh, approaching sorry. you alone, sort of like there's occasionally a, a servant walking by, but Timber is just sort of strangely has free reign of the house right now. He's not <laughs> by, by uh, uh, Kiran or Wiswick. Hello, boy. How are you? I pet him like this. My hand does weird things. Um, okay. I, okay. I pet him normally like a normal person. I'll get down on my knee in front of him and just look and be like, are we good? You haven't talked to me this morning. You've been avoiding me this morning. Well, sure seems like it. we're good. Uh, yeah, Timber would, uh, since she's bent down, he wants to uh, put his nose in uh, her backpack and try to grab my cloak. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that's what you were gonna go for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just get some competing dexterity checks here to see who, if you can get oh, your cloak out. That. All right, 
straight decks? Straight decks. As this is happening, I would like to say, um, you know, your wolf really is, I would say, preternaturally intelligent. Like, it doesn't... Uh, it doesn't quite make sense. I'm good with it. Well, it doesn't matter. And he just, like, he just shrugged. <laughs> that he is. What'd you get? I got a 17. Oh, damn it, I got a 10. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so... Cal, before you step away, you just see Timber just like rip a whole cloak. And it's a nice looking cloak. It's got, uh, I gotta look up like what exactly the description of that cloak oh, is. Oh, I can, I can tell you the description yeah. of that cloak. Tell it's me a, the description of the cloak that you just ripped out of her So bag. I, it's a, it's a sylvan cloak. It will keep you warm in any climate. It's luxurious oh lining of white fur. It's got red Celtic knots of embroidery along the, the outside. And it's a purple cloak. It's a purple cloak on the outside, and then inside, it's it's also red. It's very nice. It's very well made. Yes. <laughs> and Timber's gonna rip it out. <laughs> I, with, I just packed all. And then, and then, and then, and then he's gonna after with with the cloak in his mask, he's gonna look at Scarlet and and no. then. <laughs> Great. Okay. So. Oh, I feel like just Cal just keeps seeing weird things. <laughs> <laughs> so you just see they're both staring at each other, somewhat peeved, as Timber just has the cloak in his mouth. <laughs> and just saw a dog yeah. steal a cloak from a, from his master. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go put my packages down. <laughs> All right. Thank you for uh, your company this morning. And you. I had a lovely time. As I walk away. <laughs> so at this point, you're all just sort of seeing servants are beginning to uh, pass through the uh, quarters, bringing different, uh, starting to decorate and starting to bring out uh, different things. They're getting ready for the feast. It's going to happen several hours from now. You really just have downtime at this point where you're going to relax before going to the feast. It's getting fairly late right now. So I think we're going to wait to do the feast to the next session. Um, <clears throat> so... Uh, <clears throat> The day has gone through. Um, you've acquired your uh, your finery for the feast later tonight. Curon and Wiswick are hard at study over the text they have over the next uh, four or five or six or so hours before the, the feast begins. Um, Timber has his lovely cloak. Um, and uh, you've discovered some things. You've gotten your chance to speak. You've got your prize and you know the decisions you need to make later the uh, certainly the feast will have though plenty of folk to talk to and plenty of um, interesting figures to find more information about and perhaps you can even speak to the lord um, as he's imbibing um, and then you have a decision to make on what your next step is if you would decide to go with the lord or perhaps find another way another journey to embark on with that, we're going to end tonight since it's almost 11. Yeah, it's almost 11, and we're going to end that for tonight. Um, hopefully it's also 11 where you are, or else you're, you're really getting some real cognitive dissonance. Uh, we don't want you freaking out too badly, but freaking out a little bit's fine. Maybe not freaking out, like freaking, like freaking in, maybe? Like you order takeout and freak in? Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed yourself. Uh, moving on to episode 6 next. Bye.
So this episode uh, had some really good character stuff in it, but I feel like not a lot got done. Do you agree? I mean, a lot got done, but not a lot got done. I don't know. Uh, next episode, uh, because I have a little bit of foresight, is going to be real good, so stick around. Um, important things to know. Uh, when you're editing film and nobody edits these other than you, it's fun to get away with little stuff like this. Bye.